egotistical, so unpredictable Here on the SNL Network Yes, that is right. Welcome everybody on in to another edition of our Superfan Takeover here on the Saturday Night Network. My name is John Schneider from the SNN. So pumped to be with you on this holiday weekend, both in Canada and in the United States. It's always very fun to join you on these weekends where you may be traveling and are looking for a fun podcast to listen to. So we have a great one in store for you. It's also very fun to be back. Last week, we took off from the podcast for the first time, and I think in two years. So uh, it's great to be back with you. And I'm looking forward to providing amazing content for all of you throughout the rest of 2023 and into next year when SNL eventually comes back, hopefully in the fall. So we'll see. Uh, But we have a great panel in store for you today with a really fun draft podcast, which we've done many of these over the last few years. So we're going to link all of them for you if you want to go back and check out any of those. They're so much fun to do. And I'll start by bringing in the regular host of our Superfan Takeovers. It is Sammy K. Sammy, how you doing? John, I'm doing well, you know, very excited to be here for the holiday weekend and excited to have um, some new faces to our draft podcast and to the super fan takeovers with Kirsten and Anthony. So I'm just excited. This is going to be a very interesting draft for sure. For sure. This is a concept that I've wanted to do for a long time. I'm excited to get into it today. And of course, uh, somebody who knows all about drafts, it is Andrew Haskell. Haskell, how are you doing? Doing all right. I'm channeling my inner chumbawamba today looking for some one hit wonders uh excited happy holiday weekend to everybody and uh looking to finally win one of these absolutely every draft haskell gets knocked down but he gets back up again so happy to have him here again and uh my man bill kenny joins us as well today bill how are you doing john i'm great uh always excited to find what new concept you're going to come up with for a draft Uh, i think this is a particularly interesting one because you can take a lot of different tactics in this so it's going to be a lot of fun yeah, can't wait to get into it. And I needed to have a fellow Canadian on with me today. So here is Kirsten Turnbull. Kirsten, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. I'm representing for the ladies today. And let me just tell you how ready I am. I have highlighters. I have documents. I have so much. So watch out. Um, I appreciate this list because it had me revisit a lot of those one-hit wonders. And it was fun to do, so... Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm excited to see how well you prepped for the draft today. And uh, joining us as well for the first time on a draft podcast, it is my man, Anthony Conway. Anthony, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, John. I'm good. appreciate the invite for this. I'm not going to lie. When you sent it, I was a little bit surprised. It was like, you ain't got no other OGs. A couple more people that are a little bit more in the weeds on this one that you wanted to bring in. But I did my research. I think that I got some, I think I got some stuff ready. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, you know what? We have so many great personalities on the network. I want to be able to have you shine in different environments. So it's great to have you on. Appreciate that, man. Let the listeners get to know you for sure. And uh, last but not least is the bearded man himself, Andrew Haynes. Haynes, how are you doing? Thrilled to be back with my strike beard, as we uh, discussed earlier. Uh, I think this will be a very fun episode. Definitely lots of, um, it's almost like a giant list of wild cards. So uh, plenty to talk about. Um, Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Just nice to be back. It's so great to be with all of you. It's so much fun uh, missing all of you, especially being so far out from SNL and not knowing when it's going to come back. So we're going to try our best to be with you as many times uh, through with all of the listeners throughout the next few months. So let's get into the draft today. Here is what is going to happen. We're calling this the one hit wonder draft because that's just a fun and you know good branding name. But basically, we are drafting today cast members who were on the show for two seasons or less. Okay, so that means if you were, you know, you made it two and a half seasons, sorry, you're not eligible. If you're still on the show, 
you are not eligible. Or if you were casted and never appeared in an episode, i.e. like Shane Gillis or Catherine O'Hara, you are not eligible either. So just to clarify all of those. Uh, we did do a cast draft a couple years back in 2021. So if you wanted to go revisit that, that's sort of the opposite of what we're doing today. But today we are going to be picking teams of six cast members from the history of the show who have been on for two seasons or less it will be a snake draft so 42 cast members will be picked and every person will explain their pick and at the end of the show you will pick your favorite team that is put together your favorite cast who made the best picks and let us know on social media and it's always really fun to compete with all of these friends over here so in December, we did a draft called the Ultimate Episode Draft, which we have not revealed the results for yet. That that was like a crazy draft where we put together segments from the history of the show to put together your best episode. This was probably the most even draft that people selected the winners for throughout uh, on social media. But ultimately, Bill Kenny won that draft. He was the one that people felt that put together the best episode. So Bill because you won that draft, you have earned the right to select the draft order for tonight's draft. So I would love to know who will be picking first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. I'll pass it over to you. Well, thank you for that surprise information that you've been holding for six months. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And uh, let's see. I don't know. This is going to be tough. I, I was looking forward to uh, someone else having this challenge. but <laughs> It's all on you. Uh, Let's uh, let's do our newbies first. Let's do uh, Kirsten in the one spot and Anthony in the two spot. Okay. Uh, let's let's uh, do Sammy third. Uh, I will stay in fourth. Oh, uh, let's let's take Haskell out of the last spot. He's always stuck in the last spot. Move him up to five. Okay. And we'll do Haynes sixth and John last, but definitely not least. About right, time. I'll, I'll take the turn. <laughs> no problem. Okay. So thank you, Bill. So the order officially is Kirsten first, Anthony second, Sammy third, Bill fourth, Haskell fifth, Haynes sixth, and myself seventh. And then I will take the eighth pick and we will go back in a snake order through six rounds. Okay, Kirsten, you have the opportunity to draft any cast member that was on the show for two seasons or less to kick off your cast. Who are you going to go with? The cornerstone of my team is going to be Michael McKeon. Okay, tell us why. Uh, he is an incredible actor, as his career has obviously indicated. You know him from many shows outside of SNL, and he... Better Call Saul and and uh, obviously Spinal Tap. Uh, but he, to me, he did, I, I know that he probably doesn't like being compared to this, but he filled a little bit of a Phil Hartman role on the show. Um, he had some great pieces, uh, uh, sketches on the show, and, you know, in company with Christopher Guest and um, Harry Shearer is one of the few people that can make improv not at all look like improv, just so exceptionally talented uh, and can fit into anything from your classic American businessman to your goofy dad. Like he, he really can do it all. And I think looking at the career he had, it is a shame that he didn't have more time on the show. So he is my number one pick, Michael McKeon. 
Yeah, this is super interesting, right? Because he's one of the cast members who actually hosted before he was a cast member. So you can see his sketch quality chops here. And really the concept for the show today is... The, you know, the, the cast member that you want to give another chance to that you wish maybe that mm -hmm. they were on the show as a cast member longer. So I think this is a really fun first pick. Haskell, I would love to get your opinion on Michael McKeon going first to Kirsten. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it, you can go through his work outside of the show and he's clearly super talented. So uh, it makes sense somebody that you'd want to see uh, get more time on the show. I think he also falls into this category um, that I'm seeing a few times on our master list of people. Um, which is uh, people that might fill a role that's not necessarily always filled on SNL. Like I, I do feel like uh, if he was on the show longer, he fills a role of maybe uh, a little bit of an older cast member um, who can fill out some roles that sometimes are just played by cast members in makeup. Uh, so I think if he stayed on the show longer, he would have had a, a very specific role um, and it would have been cool to see that. Yeah, definitely. A very unique situation with him coming in towards the end of season 19 into season 20 to replace essentially Phil Hartman. And then, you know, obviously we have that turnover in 21, so we don't get to see him much more after that. But this is a very solid pick from a great sketch performer. Great job, Kirsten. Okay, Anthony, you have the number two pick in the first round. So where are you going to go? Um, I've decided that for my number two pick, I am going to choose an individual who while their time uh, on the show as a cast member was short, has made uh, many, many appearances back on the show since. Um, but yeah, choosing season 10's Martin Short as my number one pick. Yes, for sure. I could see with everybody's faces, Martin Short was a clear top of the board pick for most people here, has hosted the show now four times and clearly could have been a cast member in any era, but we only got him for one season on the show. And and he's somebody who I would have just felt so would have been part of that season 11 cast when the, you know it switched over back from Dick to Lorne. And uh, you know, it's so surprising that we only got him for then, but clearly we've had other moments with him after he was a cast member. Sammy, what is Martin Shore going to be your pick if if Anthony didn't select him? You know, it's funny. Martin Short was number two on my draft board. So there is somebody that is still available available that I'm about to pick. But uh, this is just such a great choice here. I'm glad he's going in the first round. It's not a surprise whatsoever. Uh, even today, you know, like 30 plus years since he's left the show, he every time he comes back is just so energetic and is such a great sketch performer. Um, so it would have been really interesting to see what else he could have done uh, if he had get, been given the time to do so. Absolutely. All right, Sammy, let me head back over to you for the third pick in the first round. So Michael McKeon and Martin Shorter off the board. Where are you going to go? Yeah, so I told myself that if this person was available. I would have to take him in the first round. I just had the opportunity to talk a lot about him um, during some bonus coverage we did for I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. I'm going with Tim Robinson here uh, for my first pick on my team. And, um, you know, I was only on the show for one year and eventually, um, you know, was kind of brought back down to the writer's room for a little bit. And he has such a, <laughs> he has such a uh, unique flavor of humor. And we've obviously been able to see that, you know, on his own sketch comedy shows and on Detroiters. It would have been really interesting to see if he was able to take that sort of spirit or take kind of what he would eventually do uh, in his own outlets and kind of mold that into the SNL format, kind of like what we're seeing Sarah Sherman's doing right now on the show, where she has such a unique brand of humor that you might not think is going to work, you know, on NBC 
you know, on network television. So I think it would have been really cool to see him kind of get that opportunity to do so. Yeah, I mean, Tim Robinson clearly here is is a great pick because obviously his popularity has grown with I think you should leave over the last few years. And when he comes in in season 38 with, you know, A.D. Bryant and Cecily Strong, they they have the leg up where, you know, the show is really looking for women to start and, you know, put their role on just put their stamp on the show, basically. And Tim Robinson comes in at a time where it's, you know, Jason's last year, it's Bill Hader's last year, it's Fred Armisen's last year. And, you know, he doesn't necessarily get that opportunity to find his niche at the show. It's very limited. And I do feel despite the fact that he was a writer for many seasons, this is a huge what if in the history of the show. So Haynes, what do you think about Sammy's pick here? So this is obviously uh, someone who's going to come off the board pretty early. I mean, he's certainly having a moment right now. Not only has I Think You Should Leave been, you know, a success over the last few years, but the new season just came out, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, It's kind of all people are talking about in um, some of the internet circles that I'm in. Um, just constant references. I'm kind of obsessed with it. I think uh, I, I think that this is one of those picks, and I think there will be other picks like this, and maybe I'll make one, um, where would have been better for the show for the person to stay around. But if, you know, in this alternate universe where they stay on the show, we're subtracting a lot from our actual world that would never have happened if they had stayed on the show, right? So for humanity, I think it's best that Tim Robinson left the show. I mean, what he's doing is so good right now. But um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think if he had had a chance to bloom on SNL, I mean, you know, like, like Sammy said about um, Sarah Sherman, like it really could have just spun the show, you know, in a, in a whole new way. And I, I do think it would have been glorious. Definitely. All right, Bill, over to you. You put yourself in the four slot. So did the pick that you want land to you? I cannot believe I'm picking fourth and I get my first pick. Um, This is the only right answer. Uh, The original uh, one-hit wonder, of course, Chevy Chase. Um, You know, there's going to be a lot of talk of uh, a couple of different ways that you are a one-hit wonder. Either you didn't get a chance to shine on the show, you were on a terrible season, um, or, or just something along that lines. That's like 80% of our list, right? Chevy is not in that box. Uh, he was the first name known on the show because he got to say it on Weekend Update. Uh, he said live from New York, I think 17 out of 22 times, something along that lines. Um, so, and then of course the Land Shark and Gerald Ford, uh, he was on uh, magazine covers and it went to his head and his girlfriend talked him into moving to L.A. and, and yada, yada, yada. Um, so it's really interesting to see what would have happened if he had stuck around. Would Bill Murray still have gotten hired at some point? Uh, you know, would Belushi and Aykroyd had the chance to shine as they did and Gilda, of course. So I think uh, Chevy is, is one of the most unique situations in the history of the show. Uh, having that one year out because he was labeled as a writer instead of a performer. Uh, So, of course, Chevy Chase going number four. Yeah, this makes sense. Obviously, the original star of Saturday Night Live. And then, you know, he kicks off the concept of a cast member leaving and somebody coming in to replace him. 
And, you know, without that, had he stayed on the show, you have to wonder if the original cast sticks together for five years and then what the show ends up looking like. How do they do they replace an entire cast the way that they did? Do, um, you know, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi leave at a certain point? Like, what what does the show look like? And he basically, you know, creates this concept that people can leave the show, which is really interesting. But he had such star power for only being on for, I think, 30 episodes. And that was probably it. So, Kirsten, what do you think about Chevy Chase going here to Bill in the first round? He's obviously a legend, and when you look at compilations of SNL over the years, he's in so many of them. So it's shocking to know that he wasn't on for longer, given how many quality sketches he's in. So I'm glad you got your pick. Um, it's tough because there are some great people, but yeah, he, he definitely deserves to be there, even though he has a huge ego, which is what stopped me from picking him. Yes. Yeah, for sure. That that will be a factor. We'll see how the, vo- the voters uh, factor that in. Okay, Pascal, you have the fifth pick. Where are you going to go? Yeah, I knew Tim Robinson, Chevy Chase, Martin Short, top three on my list. I knew if I wasn't in the top four, I probably wasn't going to get them. So I, I'm going to change gears a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go with somebody I can't really point to much success or much content at all um, on SNL to justify this. But I can point to a lot of content post SNL. Um, I'm going to go with Ben Stiller, who uh, kind of famously went to Lauren and said, "Like, uh, I don't think this is for me. I don't really want to do this like live sketch thing. I just kind of want to make videos." Um, and then he would go on to do the Ben Stiller show, and I think that was just at a time in the show where um, that sort of thing, being the pre-tape guy, didn't exist, which we've clearly seen. Uh, many other cast members go to do uh, famous, you know, Lonely Island. Now we're seeing Please Don't Destroy. Uh, ben Stiller could have been that guy for a different generation of the show. He clearly went on later in his career to do kind of silly character work that could work in sketches. We saw him do Zoolander, who did eventually show up uh, on Weekend Update. Um, you know, we've seen him in Dodgeball. So I think if given longer time on the show and given the ability to just become the pre-tape guy, um, he could have had a really good career on SNL. This is such an interesting pick because it, he has such a fascinating career when it relates to SNL. His, you know, his tenure as a cast member is basically a footnote in his career where he's had these, these amazing movies outside the show. He would come back and host a couple times. And like, how about the amount of times that he cameoed and, uh, you know, did impressions of Michael Cohen throughout the Trump administration? It's just, it's so weird to think about. It. And all these people who are watching him throughout the last few years during those episodes are, had no idea that he was a cast member, but he comes on at the same time as Mike Myers, who ends up having this great SNL career. And Ben Stiller's is extremely limited. But I think this is a fantastic pick because in another universe Ben Stiller dominates on the show Anthony I would love to know what you think of Haskell's pick here I think it's a really smart choice um you know one of the things that really enticed me about uh the draft that we're doing is that we do have you know uh the information of what all of these artists got to do later on in their career how they've made pivots how they figured out their own lane uh so yeah kind of having like the fantasy aspect of if Ben Stiller had stuck around figured out if things made sense figured out where like you know he had the opportunity to shine uh the possibility truly is endless um, so yeah, really, really smart pick. Could have been really fun to see how things could have stacked up given the cast that he was in at the time. Uh, no, 100% agree with Haskell's choice of choosing Ben Stiller at five. All right, Haynes, it is your turn with the sixth pick. Where are you going to draft? So I I mean, there's there's so many different types of performance that I enjoy, but I've always been... Um, 
kind of a sucker for really great um, impression ability and uh, vocal work of that sort. So um, I've I've kind of been a lifelong fan of Harry Shearer and um, just would love to uh, to have had him stick around for a little while longer. Um, so yeah, that's that's my pick. Yeah, that's a really interesting pick here because Harry Shearer has a bizarre SNL career. He comes on in season five, essentially is like the pseudo replacement for Aykroyd and Belushi and just is just like crushes it in season five, but gets absolutely no credit for that. If you go back and you watch that season, he's very, very good. But and then uh, season 10, he's brought back again and he like does has a really strong, you know, first few episodes. He's in a bunch of pre-tapes of Martin Shorts, like it's really good. And then just gets into an argument with Dick Eversall and leaves the show again. It's it's so bizarre. This is a huge what if scenario. So Bill, I would love to know what you think about Harry Shearer going here to Haynes at number six. One of the hardest things about making this list for this draft has been, you know, trying to take out knowing the behind the scenes stuff and knowing that he didn't get along with Lauren. He didn't get along with Eversall. Um, but you have to look at the talent side of it, as you point out. I mean, he did a, a great Carl Sagan impression. Uh, he did uh, he did one of the first Reagans on the show. And, and he definitely, he was trying to fill those two roles by these two icons of Belushi and Aykroyd. And when he came back in, in season 10 with his buddies, you know, with, with Martin and Christopher Guest, who he went on to work with in other projects, of course, um, you thought, okay, well, now this is kind of a second chance. This is one of those rare situations where somebody comes back to the show. I think Parnell is probably the only other one that you really think about in that. So a uh, very, very talented guy. Uh, he was further down on my list. And I, I wonder if part of my decision was clouded by the fact that I know how much he hated the show, how much he hated a lot of the people he worked with, but it is a great pick for sure. Definitely. All right, so I have back-to-back -back picks here with picks number seven and eight, and I'm going to start with pick number seven, which is a cast member who I thought had a lot of potential on the show, but wasn't necessarily given the opportunity to shine. Only appeared in one season, and that season was season 19 of the show and has gone on to do amazing things since then. So give me Sarah Silverman to start off uh, for my first pick here. I think she is so brilliant, such a brilliant performer. She ends up hosting the show in season 40, which is like so cool. And you get to see her talk about, you know, how she was as a cast member. And I think she ultimately attributes her lack of success on the show to the fact that she was super young when she was on there. But you know how many cast members have started off the show really raw and then have grown since then? They've been given so opportunities and i feel like had sarah sarah silverman come onto the show let's say in you know season 21 she would have been given the opportunity to eventually grow into this amazing sketch performer that we would have seen on the show but instead because she comes on in season 19 and then season 20 is like a shit show uh we don't really get to see her at all become what she would become so for me i think that this is a major what if that i have to have on my team so uh sammy k would love to know what you think of that pick yeah, Sarah Silverman was definitely very high up on my personal board. She, you know, probably like 10 years after leaving the show, really, you start to see in the mid 2000s, her with her stand up specials and, you know, the Sarah Silverman program uh, becoming super popular. And to this day is still somebody who I think is very funny and would have been interesting to see if she had kind of stuck around and been in that Will Ferrell era of the show, kind of being able to see her play off 
all of those new cast members, I think would have been cool to see. So I think this is a really nice pick. Thanks. All right. So that completes our first round of the draft where we have Kirsten going with Michael McKeon, Anthony going with Martin Short, Sammy with Tim Robinson, Bill with Chevy Chase, Haskell with Ben Stiller, Haynes with Harry Shearer, and myself with Sarah Silverman. On to round number two. And I'm going to kick things off with a performer who was destined to be on Saturday Night Live. This was somebody who, you know, had some weird experiences with almost being at the beginning of the show with season one and then appears at some point there. Eventually hosts the show a couple times, then becomes a cast member. Give me Billy Crystal as my first pick in the second round. I just think such a solid sketch performer, obviously has gone on to produce amazing films since then. Uh, recently, I think in the last like 10 years, appeared on the show uh, with Vanessa Bayer <laughs> on weekend update so we got to see him return to the show and i mean he's somebody who like crushed it on season 10 wanted to come back for season 11 and wasn't given that opportunity but could have had a very very long career on saturday Night live i feel like you know we talk about some cast members that were built in a lab to be on the show he clearly had it uh, i don't I, I will say one caveat is i don't necessarily agree with all of the things he did while he was on the show but he was certainly had the capabilities of being an amazing sketch performer on snl so uh, my pick is billy crystal first pick of the second round over here haskell would love to know what you think of that pick yeah, I probably would have taken him if he was two picks later. He's right at the top of what I have left on my list. Um, just like the ultimate like ringer, right? He was the ringer they brought in to kind of help save the show at that time. An established performer, really good performer. Um, so a great pick. Uh, one of those guys that, uh, yeah, if if he was at the show for one year, two years, three years, 10 years, 15 years, he would have had a good career uh, because he's a, he's a great performer. And, uh, you know, he, he had a time in Hollywood where he was kind of like a lead. Um, you know, he, he had that career, not as much, I think, probably in the last 20 years, but still like an amazing performer. And I'd like to see him do more things um, like SNL, like not just necessarily acting. He's obviously one of the best uh, award show hosts, I think, that we've ever had. Like when he, when he hosts an award show, it's usually really good. He's that type of performer. So would have loved to see him uh, on SNL more. Would love to see him come back and host as well. For sure. All right, Haynes, you picked Harry Shearer in your first round. Where are you going to go to the second round? So this next person is um, someone that, although we didn't get to see what I think enough of them on, um, you know, in, in SNL sketches, we have seen them in a lot of uh, sketch work. And I, as a child of the 90s, I grew up seeing this person in a lot of movies, really big fan, comes from an illustrious comedy family. I'm going with Mr. Damon Wayans. Oh, that's, that's a great pick. Yeah, Damon Wayans had such, a, such an interesting season on season 11, where basically Damon Wayans is let go, you know, partway through for, you know, uh, acting in a way that he probably shouldn't in a sketch in season 11, if you go back and you check that out, but then is brought back later on in the season to do stand up. So, uh, and then we'll eventually come back to host the show, but yeah, clearly just amazing sketch performer. Um, and comes from, you know, an amazing family full of sketch performers. So Anthony, I saw on your face that you were upset that you didn't get this pick. Tell us why Haynes picked the right pick here. 
highly upset. We got to see him shining and live in color right after this. And there's nothing better, I think, than, you know, doing your job and, you know, could be argued whether or not he did it uh, to the best of his abilities or like, you know, the best way possible. But to then turn around and do it like, you know, on your own terms, the way that you want to and to then create lanes and platforms for other artists as well. Uh, it's pretty badass. Uh, he was number two for me. Uh, hopefully, you know, if it made it back around this way. Uh, so no, excellent choice. Excellent choice. Absolutely. Great choice. So Haynes has Harry Shearer and Damon Wayne's Haskell started off with Ben Stiller. Haskell, where are you going to go with your second pick? I, I have a few people that I'm really stuck on. I know I'm going to miss out on some of them, uh, but I, I sense maybe a run could be starting. So I'm going to start the run. I'm going to, you know, you talk about, you know, runs of running backs going off the board or, or wide receivers going off the board. Uh, I fear a run of uh, female cast members who were overshadowed by Kristen Wick. All right. So uh, I'm going to start that. I'm going to go with Jenny Slate, uh, who had, who, you know, since SNL has done some really, really great work, both, you know, comedy and she's done some like, you know, trending into dramatic roles. Um, but obviously she was phenomenal in Parks and Rec. Um, she went on to find success with Marcel the Shell. Like that's that Marcel the Shell could have been this like really weird kind of pre tape uh, SNL thing that lives on SNL, but is so removed from it. Um, so I would have, you know, there's a few names that I'm sure will come up as well that just, you know, female cast members that came in when Kristen Wiig was there and she was just such a force that they didn't get an opportunity to shine themselves. And uh, maybe she would have, you know, plenty of time to drop more F-bombs uh, in her in her sketches as well with years on the show. This is such a fantastic pick, Haskell. I was debating so hard between Sarah Silverman and Jenny Slate, and I was hoping maybe there was a chance Jenny Slate would land back to me, but I wasn't 100%. And of course, you know, so great uh, on Parks and Rec, as you mentioned, and has had a fantastic career outside the show. This, to me, is one of the biggest what-ifs in the history of the show, because I really feel that she had the chops to start to take over in the way that Kate and Cecily and Eddie, you know, would eventually do a few years later. She was just a few years too early, and just like, wrong place, wrong time for Jenny Slate, but she she was the right person to be on the show at a certain point and uh, so fascinating to imagine what that would have been like and she will get a chance on Haskell's team. So, Kirsten, what do you think about Haskell's pick over here with Jenny Slate? Well, he certainly stole her from me. Um, I, I mean, I agree with everything he said. She's on my list for sure. Uh, you know, there are some really funny, memorable moments of her. I even just think back to her dancing in the Sergio pre-tape. Um, Look at that one if you haven't seen it in a while. Um, yes, big, big question mark around her. She even the voice work she's done on on Big Mouth and um, clearly funny has a really interesting and unique sense of humor that I think fit really well at SNL. And and yes, didn't quite get that chance. So on my list as well, or was on my list. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay, Bill, you kick things off with Chevy Chase. Who are you thinking about for your second pick? Well, now Haskell has me nervous that I, so much so that I'm calling an audible on my uh, second pick. Uh, and, and I definitely on my notes have a number of times caught in Kristen dominance. Like, and this is another one of those performers who uh, went on to amazing things afterwards. Uh, a huge what if, because I think that she got to shine a lot on the show, um, but just not quite enough that she got to stay. Uh, I'm talking about Casey Wilson, of course. Um, 
a great uh, impressionist. Uh, I loved her Jennifer Aniston. Um, I think it's probably the best we've seen of something like that. No offense to Vanessa. Um, and then uh, one of the best Christmas sketches of all time, the sarcastic Christmas dinner with Hugh Laurie. Um, still something that go back and watch around the holidays. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those really, really strange times in the show. You know, talked about Chevy dominating and what would have happened with all of these other people went on to shine. And we saw that with Kristen, like they couldn't figure out how to get all these amazing female performers into the show more often um, because of uh, what Kristen was doing at the time. So Casey Wilson is my pick. Yeah, awesome pick here with Casey. I mean, uh, clearly, you know, comes on basically is I think the Maya Rudolph replacement after uh, the writer strike and then is on for, you know, 33 and 34. And, uh, you know, it's definitely overshadowed by the dominance of Kristen Wiig at the time as she starts to take over the show. And I really feel like she could have been on the show for a very long time. You got to see her in happy endings immediately after SNL. And a lot of people love that show and feel like she was so great in that so Haynes I would love to know what do you think about Casey Wilson going here halfway through the second round to Bill I, I love this pick she was she was on my list too um I just I really enjoyed her time on the show um she I mean obviously with SNL I was gonna say she'd never let me down I mean obviously SNL is one of those shows where not every sketch and not every line as an individual performer is gonna hit I'm not saying she's as consistent as you know Tim Meadows or someone like that but um, but I, I always liked Casey Wilson a lot. Um, she was funny and uh, had like a little bit of sweetness to her character. I had like a little bit of a crush on her, kind of. I just liked Casey Wilson a lot. I thought she was super cool. And so this is a great pick. Had her right um, near the top of my list. Okay, Sammy K, you picked Tim Robinson in the first round. Where are you going to go with your second pick? Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that Haskell kind of started this trend here. Um, and it's funny that Bill kind of followed suit. And now I'm, you know, I'm getting a little nervous. At the same time, I'm not so nervous because I kind of had these three um cast members kind of, you know, the you know, Casey Wilson, Jenny Slate, and the person I'm about to pick kind of in the same sphere. And I think this person might be my favorite of the three. I'm gonna go with Michaela Watkins for my next pick. Again, you know. Not to reiterate what these guys just said, but someone who definitely would have benefited from being on the show at a different time. Obviously, SNL, being a cast member on SNL is all about timing. And, you know, you could be in a situation where, you know, you're compared to the cast before you or you're in the situation where you're joining a very established group and you just don't have the kind of room to breathe. And I think that's what happened with Michaela Watkins. Um, and I, I just thought she was so funny when she pops up you know, in things like the Wet Hot American Summer TV show or random movies, I just kind of look back and I think, wow, like we could have kind of seen her really thrive on SNL. And, you know, she, her background is in the groundlings. And, you know, we've seen so many people um, be successful on SNL having that background. So um, I would have loved to see kind of what she was able to do if she was given more time. This makes sense. I mean, Michaela Watkins, I feel, you know, out of those three cast members, Jenny Slate, Casey Wilson, Michaela Watkins, I feel like she had the most understated SNL career, like didn't really get that opportunity at all on the show. But since then has done a lot of great stuff outside the show, including collaborating with other former SNL cast member JLD a lot uh, outside of the show. So, um, you know, clearly has the chops to have done something pretty good here. And I think it's a very fun pick from you, Sammy. Bill, what do you think about Sammy's pick? 
Yeah, I mean, this was quite the triumvirate that just got picked. Uh, it, I always got the feeling from her uh, in the limited time we got to see her that she would have been a glue in another uh, era. Uh, she she just was very grounded in her comedy. Uh, you know, I, I think most of her doing Hoda to Kristen's Kathy Lee and, you know, keeping the sketch in a lane and not letting it go too off the rails. And uh, I would have loved to seen what she could do. But again, like, like we're going to say with so many of these people, glad she got to do stuff afterwards that really kind of went into the society and, and uh, was great. So great pick. Yeah, I think about her Ariana Huffington a lot uh, when she did that. That was a, a good one over there. All right, Anthony Conway, you picked Martin Short as your first pick. Great first pick to kick off the uh, your first round of the draft. So I'd love to know where you're thinking about going with your second pick. For sure. So um, looking uh, specifically at the timeline again of like, you know, the first pick Martin Short happening in the mid 80s and looking who's still on the board, who I think would match up really well as I'm putting this team together. I'm going to go with a member of the 85-86 cast and choose Joan Cusack. Um, I think that the pairing here with Martin Short will go really well. I think she was super underutilized during her time on the show, but it's shown so much character work beyond that. Um, You know, we've seen it with, gosh, Toy Story, Adam's Family, Values, uh, School of Rock. Just so many opportunities for somebody like, you know, character work that uh, she's just kind of accustomed to doing that we didn't get to see on the show that I think would, uh, you know, really make a really great situation here with the cast I'm trying to build. Yeah, she's a fantastic actress, Joan Cusack. I mean, she was nominated for a bunch of Emmys uh, for Shameless, I believe. Uh, she's been, you know, really just like around in, in a bunch of movies, comes from uh, a great uh, acting family. And, you know, just didn't, you know, had, did not have a great SNL time during season 11 of the show. But had she come on during another season, like had she joined the show partway through that next era, you know, perhaps I think she would have had a really long career on the show, certainly had the chops to do so. So this is a very fun pick from you, Anthony. Sammy, any thoughts here on Joan Cusack? Yeah, just somebody who kind of, you know, it's the the, the running theme of today's episodes just didn't didn't get the the airtime on snl but has clearly made a a great career of her you know over the last couple of years um for me a personal favorite is she plays uh andy samberg's mom in pop star um which is just such a random role there's so many like random cameos throughout and she's kind of playing the overbearing kind of drunk um mother of andy samberg's character so clearly you know tons of comedy chops but you know that's a very infamous season of the show, so it's not surprising how everything shook out, but it would have been interesting to see kind of what would have happened in a, another universe. Can I, can I just toss out uh, an underrepresented role that I don't hear people talk about with Joan Cusack? As the mean old lady trying to shut down the theater in Muppets Christmas, she is fantastic. So good. Love Joan Cusack. <laughs> and you know we love the Muppets here. Hundred percent. Yes. Uh, the, uh, by the way, and the Muppets. Uh, Sammy asked me before the show. The Muppets were not eligible to be drafted here today, so <laughs> no spread. Uh, Absolute BS. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Kirsten, you kicked off the draft with Michael McKeon, and you have back-to-back picks here. So why don't you wrap up the second round first, and then we'll get to your next pick. All right. Uh, another female. This person is maybe the biggest question mark of all. Because she appeared in just one episode, and that's Lori Metcalf. 
Interesting. What right. could have been? She was in just two sketches, one of which was with Catherine O'Hara for Laurie Has a Story, a sketch that would stand up today in its writing and its performance. Um, she obviously went on to Roseanne and Big Bang Theory. And I think what's so unique about her as an actress and as a performer is she'll, you know, she'll appear in something like The Dropout playing a hardcore lawyer, but then she'll be a roadie in Hacks. Clearly up for anything. Um, she probably could have been a great utility and character player on the show. And given what we know of her abilities, what a missed opportunity if we had been able to see her with, you know, a Julia Louis-Dreyfus and, and some of the other people that were on the show, Belushi at the time, who, you know, the following seasons, if she had just been able to stick around. But uh, to me, a huge, huge opportunity that we never got to see live out. Yeah, so you have to wonder, I mean, she comes on during that last episode of season six, and had there been no writer's strike there, mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, what is going to happen with that cast? I mean, does Laurie Metcalf end up staying on and moving on to season seven? So uh, to me, this is a, a, like you said, one of the biggest what ifs in the history of the show. Bill, would love your thoughts here on Laurie Metcalf going to Kirsten. Well, yeah, John and I, uh, we, we just got to talk about this during our strike coverage. Uh, you know, the, this kind of obsession with the with our community with the end of season six beginning of season seven all the what-ifs that go along with that and i'm sure a couple more are going to come up uh later on here um yeah i mean she's such a fantastic actress i would love to know the story behind why she didn't come back did Eversol just decide not to bring her back did she find other projects that she decided to because she didn't become famous for another five or six years so uh, what was the story behind that and uh you know, what could she have done with, as Kristen points out, um, you know, the Robin Dukes and the Julie Louis-Dreyfuses of that era. And uh, I, although women were severely underutilized in that era to begin with, it would have been fun to see what she could have done. Yeah. Okay, so that we are through two rounds of the draft. Kirsten has taken Michael McKean and Laurie Metcalf. Anthony has Martin Short and Joan Cusack. Sammy has Tim Robinson, Michaela Watkins. Bill has Chevy Chase and Casey Wilson. Haskell, Ben Stiller, Jenny Slate. Haynes, Harry Shearer, Damon Wayans, and myself, Sarah Silverman, and Billy Crystal. Kirsten, take us to round three. Who is your first pick in this round? All right, well, some of my tops were chosen already. So I'm going to continue building out my own personal dream team. And I'm going to recognize someone who really, they didn't create, but they definitely brought about and were an early um, advocate of the mockumentary, and that's Christopher Guest. Uh, someone who, much like I mentioned about Michael McKeon, just is an artist at making improv look like the most natural Thing in the world. Um, I think of the synchronized swimming sketch. I think of um, obviously all of his work outside of that and his continued work with some of those amazing and incredible performers that we know from SNL but that have been outside of the show. Um, the jokesters, the old, the Minkman brothers with Billy Crystal and Martin Short. If you haven't seen that one in a while, go check that out. Um, and the Folksman, again, like just a comedic genius who I have to recognize for everything that he's done for an entire style of filmmaking. And uh, someone who you also, you know, I feel like he'd be someone's dad and all of a sudden he's one of the funniest people of all time. Like he just doesn't 
radiate that energy like a Martin Short, but is a stealth performer. Yeah, this makes sense. I mean, that season 10 cast was very stacked. And obviously, Christopher Guest was a huge part of that cast, including hosting uh, Weekend Update throughout. Or was it, was it, Bill, was it the Saturday Night News then? Or was Weekend Update? It was Saturday Night News. Yes. Yeah, so hosting the Saturday Night News throughout that, um, you know, it was a really stabilizing presence during that season 10. I think I really enjoyed him on the show and uh, clearly has had a, a very fun career. Uh, I, what I've been told, does not love to talk about a song on Saturday Night Live. Like one day I would love to get a chance to hear more about it, but I don't know if we ever will. But in this alternate universe uh, and Kirsten's team, Christopher Guest stays on the show for a very long time. I am pretending I know nothing of behind the scenes because it is too difficult to proceed that way. And it gets into hearsay and rumor and all sorts of things. I, I, so I'm like, you know what? Everyone gets along in my world. Yeah. The truth is a lot of these people who are picking today didn't get along with people behind the scenes. Yeah. And that's the reason why they didn't have long SNL careers. So uh, yeah. you could apply this to a lot of uh, teams here that we're going to end up putting together. But uh, Haynes would love your opinion here on Christopher Guest going to Kirsten to kick off the third round. Yeah, I think um, it's a very cool pick, and stealth is a good way to put it. I think of him as kind of a comedy ninja um, with his approach and, um, you know, cutting wit. And um, so I think he's a great pick for the top of round three. Anthony, you picked Martin Short and then Joan Cusack. Who are you going to pick in the third round? I'm picking another person known for their character work beyond SNL. Um, we've seen it both in film and television, always plays his character incredibly well. Um, and fun fact is, I believe, the first person in SNL history to have a child also end up in the cast, going with Chris Elliott. Yeah, this is a, a really fantastic pick. So Chris Elliott, for me, when I found out that he was going to be, like when I was re-watching the show, when I found out he was going to be on season 20 of the show, I was so excited because like everybody knows who Chris Elliott is. He's like that weird guy that's in all those movies. And um, he, I thought he was really good on the show. Uh, the question was, is you know, was this a case of bad timing or, you know, did he just, was he not meant for the show? And, and I think it was bad timing. I think that Chris Elliott in another universe has a really good SNL career, but he's a fantastic sketch performer. And this is a, a really great pick here. Pascal, how do you feel about Chris Elliott going to Anthony here? Just in uh, like a, an all time kind of weird performer, uh, the sketch things in his blood, like, uh, you know, obviously uh, with his daughter eventually being on the show and I believe it was his dad was a performer, correct? And he he had made appearances on the show, so they're actually uh, three generations on SNL. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at just some of the weird stuff that he did on Conan and Cabin Boy, Scary Movie 2, like all, all different characters that just would have crushed on SNL. I could say, specifically, I always go back to that um that scary movie two character that he plays like that, that to me just screams like 10 appearances as a recurring character on SNL. Um, it, it, it kind of seems like, uh, Kristen Wiig's, uh, Denise, like there's a lot of parallels there. So he just, he has so many characters from different, uh, movies and TV show appearances that, that would have just played really well on SNL. So a fantastic pick. And also let's not forget, I mean, when he was getting announced to be on the show, I mean, he had just come from Letterman and he had made Late Night with David Letterman an incredibly wacky show. I mean, Letterman and Schaefer did that, too. But he was the guy under the stairs like he had all these incredible characters. If he could find them online, 
it still holds up. He was such a wacky, wacky character, and it's very disappointing to see how it ended up going. Give it up for Shit's Creek, though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so great on Shit's Creek as well. Okay, Sammy, your team is Tim Robinson and Michaela Watkins. Who will be joining your team in round three? Yeah, the person I'm about to pick joining this team, just if you're looking at it as a, as a kind of cohesive unit, uh, it's kind of weird, but this is kind of a weird draft that we're all cooking up. So I think at the end of the draft, all of our teams are going to look weird and from different eras. That's part of the fun of it. Um, and, you know, we're in the third round. I'm looking at this list, and there's a name on here that is definitely not known for great SNL work during their time on the show, but is one of the biggest names just in movies and in general. Um, and specifically recently, um, we always talk about, you know, the Marvel presence on SNL these days, um, you know, when it comes to the hosts and, you know, this person was also ranked on the Rolling Stone list as the worst cast member of all time, but I'm doing it. I'm scorched. I'm going a full scorched earth. I'm picking Robert Downey Jr. here for my next pick. And listen, he was 20 years old when he joined the show. That's he was younger than Pete Davidson when he joined the show. So I think he was just incredibly green. And we see later on that he can be like a very funny actor. Like the the humor he brings to the Iron Man movies and all the Marvel movies, and you know the. His, all of his work, he's a funny person and maybe not, you know, someone you think as you know, a great sketch performer, but I do think with time, he could have eventually gotten there. So I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing what everyone was scared to do by picking Robert Downey Jr. I, I would not have been scared to make this pick. I mean, I think I definitely disagree that he is the worst cast member in the history of the show. There's no, there's no chance that is the truth because he had some characters. He really like made an effort out there, and I and I think he was just like really raw. That's that's what you get with some of these people who didn't make it on the show. It's just they needed more experience before they got on there and weren't even necessarily given that opportunity. Like being on season eleven is really hard. You know, you're it's like that one year where you're being judged. But Billy, you had a huge reaction when Sammy made this pick. So was it because you were going to go there or because you were not going to touch Robert Downey Jr. with a 10 foot ball? Oh, I wouldn't have touched him with six Iron Man suits. Now, he is definitely not the worst. But if you watch his interaction with Anthony Michael Hall in that season, it is painful. And it may be the inexperience. But as you said, Pete Davidson was inexperienced and young and look at how great he did. So obviously different situations, better writing, things like that. Um, I don't think I would have went with him only because, I mean, he has proved his comedy. Uh, he's very funny in all the Iron Man movies. He did come back and host uh, such a strange pick at that time. Uh, he wasn't even a really huge movie star at that point. Um, so no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have went with him. I, I respect Sammy. Uh, I get where he was going with this, and uh, it will definitely, uh, when we put the lists online, seeing Robert Downey Jr., people are going to go, oh, look at that. I didn't know he was on the show. (laughs) So I think that's his sneaky move here. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I like it. All different strategies here today. So, Bill, you kicked things off with Chevy Chase, then went with Casey Wilson, and now you have a third person joining your cast. Where are you going to go? Yeah, uh, I want to go to one of my favorite seasons and one of the most inexplicable firings in the history of the show. Um, Talking about season 21, uh, that's when we get the complete reboot of the show. Uh, We get Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry and Molly Shannon and uh, a person who's very unappreciated and uh, 
did some great character work on the show at the time, uh, David Koechner, uh, just a brilliant, brilliant comedian, uh, did so much great work on the show. Uh, his uh, Pat Buchanan was hilarious. He was in all the Bill Brasky uh, sketches. Did Gary McDonald to Norm's uh, McDonald on uh, Weekend Update. Um, and uh, yeah, just I don't know what happened there. Uh, I'm sure there's stories with that as well. Um, but I'm very grateful to see what he was able to do afterwards. Obviously, Anchorman, uh, all the work on The Office that he did. Um, and getting to come back to the show at some point in the cameo uh, was, was great as well. But would have loved to seen him gel with the rest of the cast and uh, see what he could do in another great era that had just started. This is a fantastic pick because it's it's a bizarre situation, right? I mean, David Koechner seemingly on the show, gets along great with everybody, is in a ton of sketches, does many characters, impressions, and then ends up being after the show in movies with Will Ferrell, who is like the biggest star of Saturday Night Live at the time. So you have to think like, what happened there? Because he clearly was meant to have a great SNL career. We will see him back later on when Anchorman 2 is being promoted, which is like really fun to get him back on the show there. But yeah, I mean, uh, I would have loved to have seen him on the show for longer. Anthony, what do you think of Bill's pick here? Such a smart choice. Um, like you said, uh, just a really great role player. In every movie that you've seen him in, he always makes the best out of the dialogue. He makes the most out of the character. And everybody seems to like working with him, which I feel like is such a core to just like, you know, being a collaborative team member on SNL. So similar to what you said, uh, very surprising that, you know, his time there wasn't as long as it could have been. Um, but the work speaks for itself and the career that he's had afterwards justifies the pick. All right. Well, we are over to Haskell, who went with Ben Stiller and then Jenny Slate. I I thought I was going to end up with Marcel Deschel and Todd Packer. Those are the two I was between. They almost snaked back around to me. One pick short. That's how it goes. Um, so I'm going to go next person on my list. Uh, I have a very uh, special place in my heart for season 39. Uh, that was the year after like the people that I grew up watching had left, and I sort of had feelings like, uh, you know, I wonder if I'm going to kind of start to drift away from the show. And obviously I didn't. Um, and there was a huge kind of cast overhaul that year. One of the biggest like freshman classes that they've ever brought in. Um, and really only a couple survived from it. Uh, and Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney are the only two from that they originally brought in to the start of that season that survived. But there's one other guy that should have survived. He stayed on as a writer for a few years. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike O'Brien. Uh, just a phenomenal pre-tape guy. I know I'm sort of uh, going back to the pre-tape a lot, but there's a reason that these a lot of these cast members did not last long on the show, uh, but they did have strength. So I'm going to go to a pre-tape again. Uh, Michael Bryan was really good. I think he had that sort of SNL sensibility. Um, that Jay-Z, the story of Jay-Z pre-tape is, a, to me, an all-timer. It's phenomenal. It actually also brought back Sudeikis to the show for a split second before he would eventually come back and host. Um, but just a guy who didn't get enough of a chance on the show, uh, went back to the writer's room. Actually, I think got more play on the show as a writer than he did as a cast member for those, for that, you know, year or two that he came back and was doing pre-tapes. Uh, but yeah, so Michael Bryan. Yeah, Seth Meyers talks a lot about how he loved to write with Mike O'Brien, especially after he was a cast member and uh, I, or before before or after, like around that time. And I, and I really think that uh, this is an interesting case here because 
you know, Mike O'Brien does the pre-tapes, but he also does weird. And I think they were still trying to figure out that was a time in SNL. They're trying to figure out how do we replace Andy Samberg in the digital shorts? And how do we replace Will Forte and his weirdness that he brought to the show? And I think maybe they were like trying to like thread that needle with Mike O'Brien and it didn't necessarily work. I think Beck and Kyle end up doing a little bit of that. And eventually we're going to get to Please Don't Destroy down the line. But I think that uh, it was just a case of like, you know, them trying to put a square peg in a round hole with Mike O'Brien and had they let him do what he was really good at on the show, he could have potentially had a very long career there on the cast. So Kirsten, can I go to you on this one? What do you think about Mike O'Brien going to Haskell here? Uh, he was on my list as well. Um, I I mean, really, John, I echo everything you said, that it really seemed like they looked around and thought, this guy fits the bill, that kind of hole we're trying to fill with these departures. And I agree that the timing probably wasn't there. Um, but he was on my list as well. I think a great option. And um, again, yeah, can play straight, but also incredibly zany. All right, we're going to head over to Haynes now, who picked Harry Shearer and then Damon Wayne. Some really fun picks. Who are you thinking about going with in round three, Haynes? Whew. Well, I'll tell you, I've had to do a lot of thinking this round because this was a brutal one for me. Like in the first round, you know, some big names are going to go off quick. Um, I just got beat up this round. Like immediately, Anthony got me back for the Damon Wayans pick with Chris Elliott, who I just think is so funny. Um, and then, you know, David Keckner, like, if he didn't co-invent, which I've heard, he at least like popularized an entire form of improv called the Herald, which is a long form improvisation. Um, and then I really thought, I just thought Mike O'Brien would, would be, would be here. I thought Mike O'Brien would slide around for a little bit. I, I don't think I even would have taken him this round. I think I was going to save him for later, but he has been on, I think you should leave and it's so hot right now. So of course we uh, lose O'Brien too. I'm going to go with um, someone who definitely didn't get enough of a chance and has obviously been fantastic in tons of other work. Um, I'm going with Nancy Walls. Okay, this is a really interesting pick. Obviously, David Koechner and Nancy Walls are the two people who don't come back from season 21. But why does Nancy Walls, you know, stand out to you, Haynes, as your pick? I, I just, I just, I mean, we. You know, we, I mean, we saw her. We could have seen more of her. I just think, um, and I don't think she was behind as far as like developing um, as a sketch actor. Like, I thought she was funny from the get go, and she's obviously been exceptional in tons of other work afterwards. I just, um, she's not someone that I wouldn't have brought back. Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, obviously, he's going to go on and marry Steve Carell. And then mm -hmm. when Steve Carell is going to host the show, we get to see Nancy Walls with her kids at the at the show. And it's sort of like a fun little Easter egg of like, hey, that used to be a cast member. And then, um, you know, Anna Gasteyer is going to replace Nancy Walls and then have a great SNL career. So it's just an interesting situation here. But I, I feel like Nancy Walls is a really fun pick. Bill, what do you think about Nancy going to Haynes here? Yeah, uh, another inexplicable uh let letting go uh and the only thing you could really point to sadly at that point was snl kind of had a quota of three women and they were bringing anna in and you know was that why nancy was like oh who knows but yeah she did some great great work on the show uh i think of the bobby batista which is kind of an outdated uh she was a cnn anchor but she did this great impression of her uh, at the time um and she worked seemed to work well with everybody on the show that 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 cast in season 21 was so fantastic and I really wish they would have just 
kept Keckner and Walls and, and continued on. But alas, it was not to be. And I'm sure she's very happy with uh, her life now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, I'm going to go with, this is going to be an interesting pick for me. And it's somebody who uh, I feel like I'm taking a little bit of a chance on. But if if this person does what they could do, then they could be the powerhouse of my team. So I'm going to go with somebody who was brought on, who had a family connection to Saturday Night Live and ends up being actually let go during their tenure, brought back a few episodes later, and uh, really is, is has the name that represents SNL for a lot of people. And that would be Jim Belushi. I'm going to pick Jim Belushi on my team here. Uh, obviously, you know, now known for being very much a part of the Blues Brothers as, you know, he did with, uh, as his brother John uh, did with Dan Aykroyd. And uh, Jim Belushi has gone on to have a really fantastic career. And yeah, I mean, fiery personality, same like John. I mean, you know, we heard a lot of behind the scenes stories of Jim's time on the show, but I just feel like the right place, the right time for Jim to come in, not necessarily so soon after his brother's death that maybe he doesn't have that pressure of, you know, trying to fill that void and comes on and is able to produce in a way uh, that is possible. I think you know he he has the chance to be like a huge star on SNL the same way his brother John was. So for me, uh, I'm going to round off round three with Jim Belushi here. So uh, Haskell, would love to know what you think of that pick, Jim Belushi here in round three. Um, a lot of respect for Jim Belushi. Here's my thing for Jim Belushi is uh, in terms of a sketch show. To me, he's very sitcom dad. Um, that's why I. It's always like Sudeikis, right? Uh, I think Sudeikis is more of a sketch guy. Like I think Sudeikis could get weird. He could do different things. To me, Belushi is very sitcom dad. Like I even you know in in a lot of the work he's done, I just I don't see him getting past. That's Jim Belushi, kind of playing this role. Um, that's why I didn't have him totally high on my list. Um. But I do love According to Jim. So much respect to his career after SNL. All right. That is a fair. Okay. So let's go through the teams halfway through our draft. And right now we have Kirsten with Michael McKean, Laurie Metcalf, Christopher Guest, Anthony with Martin Short, Joan Cusack, Chris Elliott, Sammy with Tim Robinson, Michaela Watkins, and Robert Downey Jr., Bill with Chevy Chase, Casey Wilson, and David Koechner. Haskell has Ben Stiller, Jenny Slate, Mike O'Brien, Haynes, Harry Shearer, Damon Wayans, Nancy Walls, and I have Sarah Silverman, Billy Crystal, and Jim Belushi. Okay, back to me to kick off the fourth round of the draft. And I think I'm going to take this guy because I don't think he's going to land back to me. And I really would like to have him on my team. And I just had a really long conversation with him to hear about his experience at the show. And I just think in another world, uh, had he been maybe cast one season later, we're talking about somebody who would have been a great SNL cast member. And that is Aristotle Atari, who had a viral maybe two viral characters while he had his time on the show. And the truth was, he's just such a unique performer you know, brought something very different to the show, needed to really figure out how to work with, you know, the writers that were there. And look, like we said, a lot of these cast members, they didn't necessarily click with everyone behind the scenes. And that could be the case for Aristotle. But I think in another life where we want to give him another chance, I would pick him near the top of my board as somebody who deserves another shot on the show. So I'm going to go with Aristotle Atari here for my fourth pick to kick off the round because there's no way he was getting back to me. Let's be real. So um, there you go. So Aristotle joins my team of Sarah Silverman, Billy Crystal, and Jim Belushi. Uh, Kirsten, would love to know what you think of that Aristotle pick here. 
Uh, I had a feeling you'd pick him actually. And I did have him on my list lower down, but I did have him. Um, I agree. Uh, the characters that he brought to the show were really funny. They were great. And so you would think there'd be more and we never got to see him. So I understand why you made that pick for sure. Okay. Haynes, you have Harry Shearer, Damon Wayans and Nancy Walls. Who is your next pick? Yeah. So man, this, so I'm just going to go ahead and take someone now that just jumped off the list. Um, for me as someone that I, I always thought was very funny. Um, you know, I, guess it's the theme of the show that we didn't get to see enough of these people, but um, he, he's been fantastic. And, and honestly, we haven't gotten to see enough of him in other things. I mean, he has, when I've seen him in other things, he's hilarious, um, but he hasn't been in enough. This is a person who I wish just had a bigger career in general. Um, I'm going to go with the very funny Jerry Miner. Oh, okay. This is uh, this is an interesting pick here because I, I think Jerry Miner was a was a really funny uh, cast member on the show and he just didn't get his time to shine in that way and we got to see him I think he's on Abbott Elementary now um, you know is yeah so I mean he's been he's been pretty good off the show as well so this is a huge what if scenario that I think is a great pick here for Haynes um, Bill what do you think about Haynes' pick here Yeah I mean that's that's another uh, time uh, that we had a hard time. Uh, getting airtime for certain people. So uh, I think Jerry Miner didn't get a chance to shine, uh, went on to do The Office as well, uh, had a right. small part in that, has done a lot of great comedic work. So I think given the right opportunity, he, he could have been fantastic on the show. Great pick. Yeah, and I think he just recently spoke to our friend Andy Hoagland about his time at the show. So if you want to go back and check that out as well. Um, yeah, seems like a really cool guy. So uh, great pick here, Haynes with Jerry Minor. Haskell, do you have a pick that you have been thinking about that you would like to take here? Quickly, just respect for Jerry Minor. If he's popping up in an episode of a sitcom, you know it's going to be a good episode. Uh, he, there should be a wing in the TV Hall of Fame for like just random bit guest stars who don't get like high credits. and He would be in there. You know it's going to be a good episode. Um all right, John, I gave you uh, – I did not support your Belushi pick a ton, calling him a little one note. I'm going to go with a guy who uh, – I'm going to be a hypocrite. This guy is admittedly a little one note, uh, but I feel like he's really good at turning it up to 11. He was not on the show for a long time. But uh, for kids of a certain generation, uh, young, young our younger listeners, you might not know this, but they used to make comedy movies – and they used to put those movies in the theaters. I don't. I know it seems crazy. I know, but uh, if it was from like 2008 to 2014, you could not go and see one of these comedy movies in theaters without this guy having a bit part in one of those movies. And he was turning it up to 11. And all of these characters that he played were pretty much SNL characters. So I'm going to go with Rob Riggle. Yeah, this makes sense here. Uh, great pick from Haskell. You know, I agree with that. There is uh, some comparison there to my pick. But I think that in addition to everything you said, how about, you know, his time on Fox NFL Sunday before the games, he would produce like mini SNL sketches for them to make his picks. So, uh, you know, you got to see him shine in many places after. And I believe this is sort of a Jason Sudeikis comes in, Rob Riggle goes out situation where, um, you know, Rob Riggle could have had that time on the show, but just ends up, you know, as they're putting together this next great cast, just ends up being cut from there. But a huge what if scenario for Rob Riggle, who joins Haskell's team here. Anthony, what do you think of Rob Riggle going to Haskell? 
Uh, he was on my list, uh, you know, to at some point hopefully make it back around this way. Um, I think similar to what Haskell said, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff might not seem like it has the most depth to it. But I think it's very similar to a David Koechner where it's like he plays well. He's really funny. He turns it on and he's a great team member. Um, solid choice considering where we are in our picks. Definitely. Okay. Bill, Chevy Chase, Casey Wilson, and David Keckner, who's going to join your team? Well, if you don't understand why the writer's strike is happening, all you need to do is go back and watch season 20 of SNL uh, with the Hall of Fame uh, members that are in that show, uh, the Sandlers, the Farleys, already mentioned here, McKeon and Chris Elliott. I'm going to mention another one who has had a stellar career and got caught only with not only with bad writing, but with the uh, treatment of women at the time on the show. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Janine Garofalo. Um, if another what if, like if she had come onto the show when SNL had finally figured out how to write for women uh, with the Mollies and the Annas and the Sherrys and the Tina Fey's, what could she have done on that show? Like, it's amazing. She's had such a great career, uh, had a had a movie career for a little bit, but her her main lane is uh, being a great comedian. So I'm going with Janine Garofalo. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, Janine had a pretty good start to season 20, and you sort of felt like this could be something here, and then ultimately ended up flaming out and leaving the show. And um, it's a very weird situation. I don't think she also doesn't like to talk about her time at the show too much. But uh, I think that I would be very curious to find out exactly what happened and if there was any alternate universe situations in her head where she could have ended up having that career. I personally think she did one season on 24, and she was so fantastic in that show. Uh, getting to watch, she was so great. Um, so, you know, to me, she has the chops to have had a really, really strong time at SNL. Haynes, would love to know from you what you think of the Janine Garofalo pick. I, I love this pick. I also would, would just wish that we had a, a much larger portfolio of her, uh, portfolio of her work on SNL. Um, when I was getting into comedy and SNL at the same time, about seventh grade, um, so that was 1997, I've talked many times on this show how we used to go over to a buddy's house after we got off the bus and they were just playing like Comedy Central was playing um, a lot of old SNL reruns at that time. And that's that's what I was getting into. But um, I was also falling in love with stand up comedy at the time. And Janine Garofalo was pretty huge in 1997 as a stand up comic. She was one of those um, folks that had a special um, or, 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 you know, a 30 minute Comedy Central special that was getting shown on Comedy Central a lot. Um, so she's literally one of the first like stand-up comedians that I was kind of into as a young person. Um, so huge fan of Janine Garofalo. Um, I was just watching, uh, well, and this goes back to Michaela Watkins as well. I was just watching, um, wet, hot American dream first day of summer camp, um, series on SNL yesterday. Um, you know, she obviously was in the original, um, as well, just, a, just fantastic all around, um, the dry, subtle way that she delivers her sarcasm um, just always works and just a big fan of Janine Garofalo. Always have been. Yeah, very solid pick here from Bill. Sammy, you have Tim Robinson, Michaela Watkins, and Robert Downey Jr. So who are you picking with your fourth round pick? Well, truth be told, uh, I was planning on picking Janine Garofalo for this pick. So I was kind of you know looking at my board seeing who was left was a little surprised it took her kind of this long to get picked, even though, you know, her time on the show wasn't super noteworthy. 
So I'm going to pivot here to somebody who I think I've maybe hinted at, you know, in prior episodes of this show that I'm a fan of, someone who I would have loved to see have more of a time on the show and kind of joined like a pretty all-star crew that included Taryn Killam, Jay Farrow, and Vanessa Bayer. So I'm going with Paul Britton, who, again, somebody who you can't even really look at their post-SNL work to say, you know, they would have you know been great if they had had more to do on the show because I I don't really know what has happened because there's not a lot of tape. Like I, I would love to see kind of, you know, him pop up in more things. Um, he had recurring characters at that time that I like really loved. And it was, you know, I was in high school at the time. So things like Sex Ed Vincent and Lord Windermere um, was very, you know, excited about this new cast member. And I feel like at the time, Will Forte had just left the show. So I feel like they're kind of trying to fill uh, that niche, uh, that niche there. But, you know, Taryn Killam is also kind of able to do some of that weird humor as well. Not exactly a one-to-one to Will Forte, but I, maybe that's why he didn't get as much time. So I'm going with Paul Britton. So funny. I, I thought Paul Britton was hilarious on the show, to be honest with you. And I, I didn't necessarily get why it didn't work because I, I felt like there was something there. Like, yeah, it's so interesting to me. Uh, Lord Windermere was so quotable. I actually <laughs> I was like writing his name down for you, Sammy. And I wrote Lord Windermere. I was like, wait, it's Paul Britton. Um, but uh, yeah, he was so good. Uh, Sammy wants some treats. And he got Paul Britton on his team. So Kirsten, what do you think about Sammy's pick here with Paul Britton in the fourth round? He took my pick. I was, this is actually really stressful, this whole exercise, by the way, because when you're at one end of it, it is really stressful, but then all of a sudden you get both in a row. I can't decide, but um, Paul Britton, 100%. If you consider the lineup he was in company with, and I wrote this down so I didn't forget any of these stellar people, but it was Fred, Will, Bill, Seth, Andy, Jason, Keenan, Kristen Wiig, Abby, Bobby, Nassim, how am I saying her name? Nassim. Nassim. Yeah. Thank you. Jenny. And then we had um, Pete Davidson join the phone. Like, how do you stand out? So the fact that he had two memorable or more than two but memorable characters among this, that group of people is already formidable. I can't imagine being among that company and, and how tough it would have been to really make your mark. So I agree. I don't know why he was not on the show. And I think it was just a matter of circumstance, just wrong time because he he you can look back at his stuff now and find it so funny and as you said you try to find more and you can't find it and there should be more so i'm bummed but i'm great that we're talking about it i'm happy that we're talking about it yeah all right anthony is up next he has martin short joan cusack and chris elliott as part of his cast so anthony who are you going to pick in your fourth round you know, I'm keeping true with what I've been doing, picking a lot of people who their careers have really shown some character work and some really, you know, just awesome choices that you kind of wouldn't expect leaving SNL. Um, and somebody that I think would round this out really well with what I've got going here, I'm going with Siobhan Fallon Hogan. Um, huge, huge, huge career beyond SNL. So much great character work that I think would have really fit in had they uh, figured out a lane and an opportunity for her. Uh, she's so I'm picking up my fourth. Yeah, I thought she was really great when she was on the show. I mean, she comes on and uh, seriously stands out and, you know, starting to in that, you know, 
way, you know, find a replacement for Jan Hooks and then Victoria Jackson. And they're trying to figure out like how to work in these new women and doesn't end up flourishing on the show, but off the show has like a big role in Seinfeld and like is in a bunch of movies. We actually got to interview her a couple seasons ago. So go back and check that one out. Um, and I think this is a really fun pick because she could have had a very long career on the show. Haskell, what about you? How do you feel about Siobhan Fallon? Yeah, I think she falls into that category of uh, she's an actress. She's an actor. And like that she was brought into a sketch show. And just because being an actor didn't work on a sketch show doesn't take away from her ability. She's, she's a very good actor. Um, but I think if given time, that's, that's the theme of it, right? You go back to the Joan Cusack pick. Like I think another one that that's an actor, not necessarily a sketch person. So if given the time and given the time to adjust, they would have done some really good character work. Yes, for sure. Well, Kirsten, you're going to finish up the fourth round and then kick off the fifth round of the draft. So let's start with your first pick. Um, I've got a wild card and I'm going to tell you why I chose this person. Um, it's pretty random. Uh, I think they also fell victim to just the company that they were keeping that was so hard to cut through. Um, and it's, you're going to laugh, John, because I've, I've referenced this person before as a real deep cut, but it's John Rudinsky. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's a good pick though, Kirsten. I'll tell you why. Because he is such a brilliant physical comedian and much like a Jim Carrey is just elastic. Um, you know, I think of Molly Shannon throwing herself around. He's someone who could do that. Um, you know, the, the dirty dancing on weekend update to, it was like three minutes long to, to hold the attention of an audience by miming essentially for three whole minutes and do it so well, spoke to something that we needed to see more of in terms of talent and potential. He did some fun impressions uh, seemed again really just up for anything, and not sure why his time was cut short. I know he's still doing comedy because I've seen him at Comedy Cellar, and he's a really funny guy, and still continuing with the the physical comedy. Um, but I think again, just couldn't cut through the 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 cast in terms of what he was offering and, and being memorable. And it's a shame because I think there was more there for him. So John is my wild card addition to the team. I think this is a good pick for where we are in the draft. Like John Rudinsky could have been a pretty good cast member on the show. I think he was definitely hurt by coming into the show alone uh, on a, you know, a big cast that it started to gel together and start to form as to becoming like, you know, part of this new era. And he just necessarily didn't necessarily find his fit on the show. But I, I think this is a solid pick here. Bill, what do you think about John Rudinsky finishing up the fourth round here? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, I think uh, in this modern time of SNL coming in by yourself. And I think we've been told that on the show uh, quite a few times. It's very, very difficult to uh, find a way to uh, break through. And I mean, I he did some really great impressions, as Kirsten points out. Uh, Anderson Cooper and Wolf Blitzer come to mind. Um, yeah, it's a shame to, to not have seen more of him. I, I don't recall him being in an awful lot that year, um, other than the things that have been mentioned. So, uh, it would have been good to see uh, if he had come in with two or three other people and, and seen what he could do. Okay, so we have finished up four rounds of the draft. Kirsten, it's time to kick off the fifth round of the draft with your pick. 14 picks left to go. 
it's getting more challenging. I definitely feel the pressure right now as I look at this list and there is one person I still think I'm glad to grab for sure. And that would be Jim Downey. All right. Tell and, us more. Uh, Jim Downey has certainly has a legacy at the show as a writer and as someone who writes great political comedy, but the times we've seen him on screen are so friggin' hilarious from Grayson Moorhead securities investments. Do yourself a favor, go back and watch that one to kissing Jonah Hill. He's it's just so random and silly and funny and Phil's, you know, someone mentioned earlier, fills the slot of like, a, again, an older character that we don't need to see someone in makeup for, but has a, another stealth person there where it's a quieter performance, but damn, is it good. Um, so Jim Downey for his legacy and for his all around awesomeness is my pick. Very good pick here. I mean, I could imagine Jim Downey doing a ton of voiceover work as well. He used to do all the C-SPAN voiceovers. So, I mean, there's a lot of uh, great qualities that a Jim Downey would bring to your team. Haynes, what do you think about Jim Downey going to Kirsten here to kick off the fifth round? Whew, I mean, that's a great pick. I was really hoping that um, he would get down to me. Um, obviously, you know, I, I mean, he may be the greatest writer in SNL history. Um, but like you said, you know, when he's on screen, he's so let's say, let's say he is the greatest writer in SNL history. Yeah. Okay. There, there, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So he's the greatest writer in SNL history. Um, but when he gets on screen, he is, he is so funny. And yes, it's a little bit one note. It's often kind of like the same type of thing, but it, but it never misses. Um, and he's just such a, he's just such a comic genius. I, I just, am dying to know what we would have, you know, what else we could have gotten out of him if he had had more time to develop himself as an actor. Um, fantastic pick. So jealous. Anthony, you have Martin Short, Joan Cusack, Chris Elliott, and Siobhan Fallon Hogan. Who are you going to pick for your fifth round pick? You know, I've been thinking about this one for a little bit, kind of playing around with who's left and who I think makes the most sense off what I currently got going. And one thing that I think my team is currently missing is, you know, just somebody who has some really great vocal chops. Maybe we can figure out some, like, you know, opportunities and some sketches that can really show this off. I'm going with Christine Ebersole, two-time Tony Award-winning actress. I think that she'd be a great fit here. Yeah, this is this is fun. I mean, Christine Ebersole, a cast member during season seven of Saturday Night Live, a very notorious season at the show where they're just like still trying to figure things out. But she has some chops on her and you get to see it on the show. You get to see her, uh, you know, during the, the weekend update version, the Saturday Night News, SNL news break that they were doing at the time. And, um, you know, she has some like really good interactions on there. And just, yeah, circumstantial doesn't really just find her place on the show there. Bill, what do you think about Christine Ebersole? going to uh anthony here i think this is a sneaky great pick by anthony uh this she's very underrated and probably one of the greatest singers that's ever been a cast member on snl uh up there with cecily for sure um yeah i i love her time on the show uh it's it's definitely sullied by the fact that they hadn't figured it out yet that snl Newsbreak was a mess uh, with Brian Doyle and Murray, and she came in later in the season and, and joined him. Um, I would have loved to see what else she could do. And uh, 
other than her singing, I don't have a lot of things to remember about her. I know she did Princess Diana, uh, Barbara Mandrell, but uh, yeah, it's a great pick and uh, did a lot of great work over the last 40 years since she left. So. Yeah, mostly impressions during her time on the show, and those are two uh, that I remember as well, Bill. So uh, great pick here from Anthony Conway, and now Sammy Kay, who has Tim Robinson, Michaela Watkins, Robert Downey Jr., and Paul Britton will make his fifth pick. Guys, I'm feeling really good right now because I'm looking at this, you know, kind of who's left here on the board, and I, I see a name that I've, over the, the last couple of picks, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm really hoping nobody touches um, them, and and, you know, then Kirsten picks Jim Downey. I'm like, okay, is this going to start kind of a trend here with, you know, writers who also were cast members for short periods of time? And I just have one question for the panel. You like the juice, right? <laughs> I am picking Robert Smigel here, who I know Bill, Bill's best friend, Robert Smigel. I know he's going to be really upset about this. And uh, it seems like I just uh, picked, you know, just got it, um, you know, so close, Bill. But now, Robert Smigel is so funny, obviously goes on to having a lot more on-camera appearances uh, on Conan's show and, of course, Triumph the Insult comic dog. And um, to have him be able to play around a little bit more for, you know, obviously the 94 to 95 uh, season, um, you know, with Sandler and Farley, just to get a little bit more of that would have been great. So um, Robert Smigel is my pick. I mean, I have to go back to Bill on this one right now because, I mean, you know, tell us what you think. Listen, I was chatting with my BFF just the other day, and for Sammy to swoop in here and grab him, I'm mad props, Sammy. Like, I, I thought I was going to get him. I, I really, I'm scrambling now who I'm going to go with next. Uh, this was such an interesting era of the show. I mean, if you told somebody who just watched, started watching the show in the last 15 years that writers were constantly put into these situations, whether it was a weekend update piece or, you know, featured players a lot in like season five and um, it's, it's hard to separate the writer and the performer. He didn't have a lot to do. And the only reason he didn't stick around was because he got hired to be head writer at the new Conan show. So, uh, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened, but I don't like the pro trajectory that would have happened because he wouldn't have come back to do TV Funhouse for 15 years. So everything happens for a reason, I suppose, even Sammy stealing my damn pick. So great job. Yeah, and I think you stole a lot of people's picks here. I was surprised. This may be the steal of the entire draft, getting Robert Smigel where you got him here. Okay, Bill, you have Chevy Chase, Casey Wilson, David Keckner, and Janine Garofalo, and you cannot pick Robert Smigel, so you have to go with somebody else here in the fifth round. Who are you going to go with? I guess I got to go with Fred Wolf. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, somebody, again. Haskell's praying right now, by the way, for all the audio listeners that you don't pick yeah. somebody. Yeah. <laughs> That, uh, you know, these terrible seasons that these people were stuck being on. and But season six in particular with the, I mean, right from the very first cold open of season six, they start comparing them to these giants of the show, uh, Bill Murray's and the Do John Belushi's. And uh, the true star of season six, uh, for all its faults, uh, was Charles Rocket. So uh, I'm going to go with Charles Rocket. He was the Weekend Update anchor. He did a Reagan, albeit not a great Reagan. Um, and then the Rocket Reports. I mean, this was uh, kind of a precursor to the pre-tapes that we uh, got later on where he would walk the streets of New York City and, and ask these crazy questions of regular people. Um, and, of course, 
He said the famous F-bomb uh, after the Charlene Tilton episode and everything went downhill from there. But uh, it would have been interesting to see if those incredible expectations hadn't been put on him and if he had been on a different season, maybe a season seven, if he had come in with the Ebersol group, uh, if he would have shined even more. So I'm going with Charles Rocket. This is this is a fascinating pick for me because I was thinking about this a lot. It would like, do I take Charles Rocket at certain points? The name recognition isn't necessarily there, but um, when he was on the show for 12 episodes, he put up numbers that were so historical that no one has ever matched him analytically in the history of the show. His sketch per episode average is 6.92. And I, I know it's a small sample size, right? So 83 sketches in 12 episodes. That is 0.52 points higher than Phil Hartman, who's like the Babe Ruth of SNL analytics. So it's, you know, you would never count him historically as being a better cast member than Phil Hartman because it's such a small sample size. But for those 12 episodes, he was the show. And it's just, it's insane to think about. So for me, uh, putting him in a different context where you could see him again uh, is a fascinating thing to think about. So Haynes, you looked upset that Bill took this pick. Were you going to go with Charles Rocket? Yeah, I was. And uh, I'm, I mean, listen, I know that we're all aware of, you know, the the sample of folks that we have to choose from. So as we get toward these later rounds, um, I mean, he was, he was the last like real great um, left on this board as far as uh, I, just a, a big name who was so good. Um, I, I mean, I, I knew that there was a chance that he would get taken uh, before he got to me, but I was, it's just this, this, this has been an, an, a, a, another round, just like, you know, round three for me where just people are just disappearing left and right. Um, it's a fantastic pick. Um, but man, I mean, Watching Downey and Smigel and Rocket, it's just like my list is is dis it's evaporating. So I we'll we'll have to see what I what I come up with. Okay, well, ten picks are left in this draft, and Haskell, you're going to make your fifth pick. You have Ben Stiller, Jenny Slate, Michael Bryan, and Rob Riggle on your team. Yeah, just for the record, I wasn't praying. I was just exacerbated. Like when you get to this point on this list, you're like, okay, <laughs> what do I have left for justifications? Like how deep in, into the list am I going for sketches to to pull out? Uh, but I'm I'm excited because um, I do I'm not thinking of this as a as a gelling cast like these are to me individual picks and individual careers, uh, but I was really hoping to grab this person as a really good impressionist. Um, and uh, John, we got the uh, chance to sit down and talk uh, with this former cast member once. I'm going to go with Dean Edwards, uh, really really great impressionist. And when you want to talk about not just having more time on the show. But when you think about the specific time that that person was on the show and then you build it out, uh, he left the show in, I believe, 2003. And that's just a couple years before future President Barack Obama uh, comes on the scene. You're talking about potentially having the opportunity to take over a massive impression. And also, you can put it out there that if you had Dean Edwards on the cast, you don't have to do the weird Fred Armisen in makeup Obama for a few years. Um, so, and I did, you know, I'll, I'll be hundred percent honest. He was super cool to sit down and talk with. Seemed like a really great guy. So that kind of factors in as well. 
Yeah, uh, a fantastic pick here. I mean, I think he was so meant to be on Saturday Night Live. He talked a lot about how he just grew up idolizing Eddie Murphy, and I really feel like he had Eddie Murphy-like qualities in him. It just was bad timing for him on the show. Um, you know, he didn't necessarily get the chance to show off everything he could. There's this really amazing, and I think it's on YouTube, and I recommend this to all of our listeners to go check out, this A&E documentary that they did during Dean Edwards' time on the show, and they go behind the scenes of one of the episodes. I think it's a Gwyneth Paltrow episode, and they show like you know how that, that week was created and there is a whole segment on them creating a Michael Jackson sketch for Dean Edwards and it gets cut at the last minute and it's like one of those things he's just so devastated because he looks so good and he's working so hard the impression is just like fantastic and Lauren ultimately cuts it because the impression is too good and you know like that's the type of thing where it's like wrong place wrong time had he been in a different situation he may have succeeded on the show had the show been more actively diverse i think he could have definitely succeeded on the show so i think um you know this to me is a huge what if scenario and he's just ultimately a really really great guy here so um i love the pick here going with dean edwards over here i actually didn't realize that he had only been a cast member for that short amount of time i just watched the movie top five not sure if y'all seen it but he has like a quick like stand-up bit at the very end of it and that was what i first saw when i was then doing research putting the list together um but definitely got to look up that michael jackson impersonation for sure oh he's so good yeah um okay haynes over to you you have harry Shearer, damon wayans nancy walls and jerry minor who is your fifth pick yeah so this is tough um since Again, I've, I've just lost a lot of potential um, cast members here recently. So I'm kind of debating, and I understand that I'm going to get, you know, another pick, you know, just around the corner after you get your two. So, um, but it's not going to be the person that doesn't get chosen now. This person's getting X because I know what my final pick is going to be if they're there. Um, so I'm debating between someone who is extremely young and didn't get a chance to grow, and I think has a lot of potential, versus someone else who um, I don't know that they might have grown as much, but I think they were just better on the show. So I think I'm going to go with the person who I think is just better on the show, which is Noel Wells over Anthony Michael Hall, who I think is so young. he could We could have let him grow into something, um, but I'm just going with the person who's better, Noel Wells. Um, yeah, and this Mike, is... Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and and that means Anthony Michael Hall is not getting chosen by me. He's he's off. Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I still have two picks to go and maybe I'll take him. Not by me, I said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but no, maybe you'll get him on the turn because you still have one more pick after this. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, uh, Noelle Wells, uh, season 39, just one of the situations where she just doesn't get the opportunity necessarily uh, to shine on the show. Who knows if they would have given her another chance, but uh, had the potential there and gets cut with a ton of people who don't get through that purge that Beck and Kyle get through. And Noelle Wells goes to Haynes over here. Um, Sammy, would love to know what you think of the Noelle Wells pick. Noelle Wells was definitely somebody who was on my long list. Uh, maybe I would have picked her if it had gone if she had gone to me. Uh, I just remember her being like a very strong impressionist, especially in those audition tape sketches that they would do uh, a lot during that era. Um, specifically, I remember you know the Fifty Shades of Grey um, kind of auditions tapes where she's playing Emma Stone. Um, just really funny impressionist. Um, you know, eventually, you know, gets a lot more to do when she joins the cast of Master of None with Aziz. Um, but yeah, it would have been interesting to see kind of what else she would have been able to cook up on the show. Yeah. 
for sure. Okay, so we are almost through five rounds. I got one more pick to go, and then it'll be the last round of the draft. So this will be fun to see who our last picks are. And my team so far is Sarah Silverman, Billy Crystal, Jim Belushi, and Aristotle Atari. I'm going to go with a guy who I think had an amazing career off of SNL, didn't necessarily thrive on the show, but I would love to give another chance to. Uh, we lost him way too soon, and that would be Gilbert Gottfried from season six of Saturday Night Live. Uh, I thought this was where Bill was going to go when he ended up taking Charles Rocket, but uh, fine with me. I'll take Gilly because uh, I think, you know, he was young. Um, you know, if you watch season six, uh, you know, clearly has a lot of work to do to find his way on the show, but like, what a career off of Saturday Night Live just has so many credits to his name as an amazing voice actor as well and just like you know you can grow up and just like you know you knew the voice as soon as you hear Gilbert Godfrey you knew the voice so for me it was like um this is somebody who I think I'd love to have on my team at this point of the draft to give that uh, extra shot to Bill what do you think about the Gilly pick here yeah a lot of love for season six uh, which which I love to see because I think it's uh unfairly treated sometimes in the history of the show. Um, Gilbert went on to such an amazing career. Uh, another one where you have to kind of separate the thought of how much he hated being on the show. He didn't like to talk about SNL. Um, he didn't have a good time there. And, uh, but he did some, he had some diamonds in the rough that he was able to get on the show. I, his work with Denny as the Waxman's what's it all about was always really, really funny. Um, and you know, he went on to such a, a tremendous career, uh, which is great to see for any of these people. Would have loved to seen him come back and host the show at some point. Alas, that was not to be, but great pick. Okay, we are through five rounds of the draft, seven more picks to go, one more round to think to finish things off, and then we will wrap by giving you our pitches for why our picks were the best tonight. So I'm going to kick things off in the sixth round. There are a lot of people left that are interesting to make cases for. I'm going to go with somebody I think I, I don't know if this person would have been picked if I didn't pick them, but I, I, I feel like I want to go a little bit wild card here for my last pick because I, I think that this person, another season, another context, maybe another time could have been a very good cast member on a Saturday Night Live. I'm going to go with Denitra Vance from season 11 of the show. I think, you know, had some really good character work um, fit in well. And I mean, like, look, for black women on the show, I mean, there just like was no historical context for like how to succeed on Saturday Night Live. Um, it was, you know, obviously an extremely tough experience for her. And, you know, like had Denitra Vance been like alive and on the cast now, I mean, I think she would thrive. I mean, in the way that we see Ego thrive. So uh, for me, uh, this to me, like given the concept of what we're doing here, which is giving somebody an extra shot to be a part of the show and displace them you know through time and space to their potential snl primes uh i have to consider taking denitra vance and that's what i'm going to do here for my final pick to join my team of sarah silverman billy crystal jim belushi arisal atari and gilbert Gottfried. so there you go um haskell what do you think of the denitra vance pick here yeah, like you said, it's uh, it's when you talk about there was no like blueprint, and and that's kind of a shame, right? And and uh, there's like two ways to think about uh, the way we're drafting this. Like we said, it's it's do you extend their time on the show, or do you kind of give them an opportunity to either restart and, and or drop them in a different time? And definitely the type of pick where I think if picked it up, dropped in a different time, she really would have thrived on the show. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, passed away with breast cancer in the, I think, 1990. So like lost way too soon. And it would have been, you know, obviously fascinating to see how her career continued to go uh, throughout. Uh, go ahead, Anthony. Yep. 
Job really wanted to jump in there too. You said like, you know, there really is no blueprint, especially at her time, as far as making it onto SNL. I think that in her case, it's kind of interesting because she did follow the blueprint. It just didn't necessarily exist. You know, she did Second City. She did, uh, you know, sketch on her own prior to it. Had a one woman show that went up that was incredibly popular. Um, her career in a lot of ways is very similar and akin to Whoopi Goldberg's, um, where it's like, you know, there just wasn't a lane for black women and black comedians to do the things that they wanted to do, have the audiences that, that they deserve. Um, but it's interesting because it's one of those where it's like the blueprint doesn't necessarily exist because it's being created by the person that's in the process of doing it. Yeah, it's a really fascinating conversation to have, obviously, like very unfortunate, but uh, it's interesting to see how people uh, pave the way. And I know I've listened to a lot of conversations where uh, Ego talks about other black women in the history of the show and how they've they've done that. And, um, you know, sometimes in these situations, it's just to, you know, take someone creating that blueprint for people to follow in years uh, later on for them to become more appreciated. So I think if you end up going back and you end up watching some sketches from Denitra Vance in season 11, uh, you can appreciate what she was going through at the time of the show. For sure. Okay. Uh, Haynes, you have Harry Shearer, Damon Wayans, Nancy Walls, Jerry Minor, and Noel Wells. You have one last pick to go, buddy. Are you going to go with Anthony Michael Hall, or are you going to go somewhere else? Let me explain the situation that I'm in. First, most foundational core aspect you must understand is that I am an idiot. <laughs> and really should have taken... I did not think you were going to take Gilbert Gottfried. This was going to be my pick. This was supposed to be my last pick. Gilbert Gottfried was supposed to be my last pick. Um, so yeah, I go... You know, when you took him, I go, okay, well, I could go back to... You know, I think I have a fair argument that Anthony Michael Hall was so young. You know, it would have just been nice to see him blossom. Um, but then I think about... You know, I almost um, want to pick someone just for the sake of representation because... In all of SNL history, it's really kind of hard to believe that um, there's only been one cast member from North Carolina. So even though her time is <laughs> is not particularly memorable, I, I like I kind of wanted to pick Lauren Holt for representation. Um, but um, but I realized there's an actual literal genius um, as far as writer uh, and performer um, to some extent uh, that I would have loved to see more of that is still on the list. Um, and so I'm going to go with, this is not going to get a lot of clicks out there on the interwebs, but I'm going to go with um, a really smart person in Michael O'Donoghue. Yeah, I mean, I think this will get clicks. I mean, he has a, a name that is, I would say, notorious, but, it, you know, it just because he was so out there with everything mm -hmm. he was doing and, uh, you know, was a cast member to kick off Saturday Night Live, was in the first sketch of the show, ends up being a cast member for four episodes, but would have recurring segments throughout his time on the show and is a, a very big part of, mo like, the majority of the first seven seasons of the show. So I'm not surprised that he was picked here. Sammy, what do you think of the O'Donoghue pick? Uh, I just think it's funny that ha Haynes just kind of switched up on us with the Lauren Holt pick. Just another um, just uh, unfortunate uh, thing there. But, uh, I mean, Michael O'Donoghue, um, you know, every time, like going back to those original five years and seeing him like appear as Mr. Mike and not really kind of knowing what to expect he would do. He was so edgy with his comedy. Um, something very dark that, you know, I, I think kind of only sort of come about in sort of the 70s where you know, obviously things were a lot, um, you know, less politically correct back then. Um, and, you know, his name is kind of infamous for a reason. So I think uh, this is an interesting pick. 
Yes, sir. Okay. Haskell, you have Ben Stiller, Jenny Slate, Michael Bryan, Rob Riggle, and Dean Edwards. You have one more pick to make. Who are you going to go with? Yeah, one aspect I don't think that we've talked about when we talk about like extending somebody's time or something like that is we've I think we've had a lot of cast members uh, from season six through ten. Um, and one aspect I'd, I'd like to think about is like those cast members that didn't work on the show with Lorne. What would their time have looked like if Lorne, if they did get to work with Lorne as the producer? And that kind of comes back to I think Lorne has always been drawn to his strong female quarterback of the cast. And I'm going to go with somebody who I think could have had a chance to be that if Lorne Michaels was there. I'm going to go with Gail Mathias, who uh, I think she had a lot of tools. She had a, a Valley Girl character. She also had like a Midwest character. So I think she had some tools to do different things. Uh, and I think maybe if she had more time on the show, she could have developed into that sort of quintessential strong female lead that many different eras of the show are known for. Totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, I think that uh, that's a strong sentiment in our community where people feel like if you go back and you watch season six, Gail is like the secret superstar of that cast that uh, could have potentially been brought back to the show, but wasn't ultimately. And Bill, I would love to know, it did Haskell snipe you here? Definitely did. Uh, probably uh, in the top five of the most underrated cast members in history of the show. Um, just in, in a sea of garbage that was happening in season six, uh, she was a shining light. And the fact that Ebersol kept her for that final episode of season six when he was retooling, and if the writer's strike hadn't happened, would she have come back? Would Denny have come back? Um, it's a very interesting question. And I, I think that uh, she definitely could have uh, been a star of the show. Went on to some great voice work, does a lot of animation uh, to this day. So uh, kudos for her and uh, damn it, picking my pick, Haskell. All right. Well, we have four picks left to go. Bill, your team is Chevy Chase, Casey Wilson, David Koechner, Janine Garofalo, and Charles Rocket. Who is your final pick? Well, it was down to Gail if I, I thought there was a chance I might lose her. Uh, so the other person I've been looking at uh, had a career on in sketch comedy before coming on SNL, had the unfortunateness of uh, the Steinbrenner year of, you know, uh, Billy and Marty and Christopher Guest, and uh, did a lot of great work. He was on Fridays, I think the only Fridays to SNL crossover in the history of the show, um, and uh, was also on Not Necessarily the News, an underrated sketch comedy from the 80s and the 90s. I'm talking about Rich Hall. Um, he did a lot of great pre-tapes at the time uh, when uh, he, he did uh, the Robert Lotta character, which was uh, an underrated impression. This was somebody who had walked into the White House uh, at, during a party, didn't have credentials and just kind of wandered around and took pictures with people. And SNL made it into this huge runner for uh, a, multiple episodes uh, where he would just wander onto the weekend update desk or he'd wander into a sketch and uh, something that SNL never does anymore. So that was always fun. And uh, he did some good impressions too, David Byrne and uh, Paul Harvey. So I'm going with Rich Hall. 
Yeah, fun pick here. I think Rich Hall was brought on during that season 10 cast to basically be like a, you know, like a Lorraine Newman type, which was like on the field, you know, there was an election coming up and was going to be doing these reports and ended up being a pretty decent sketch performer um, that, you know, had, you know, season 10 turned into season 11, which would have been, you know, a lot of pre-tapes or whatever that was in the Dick Eversall world. Uh, perhaps Rich Hall ends up staying on the show. So interesting pick here. Haynes, any thoughts on Rich Hall going to Bill here? Um, not surprised that he made it onto the board at, at some point. Um, you know, not a yeah. I mean, just not someone that you know I'd had the chance to absorb a ton of stuff from. But um, obviously, a really talented guy um, in his short time there. And um, I, I kind of thought that um, that he would get picked before the end of this thing. So, and it doesn't surprise me that it's Bill. I thought about listen. I almost took Gail Mathias too. I like Gail Mathias a lot too. So, um, so no, but I didn't. No, I think Michael <laughs> O'Donoghue is um, is a more exciting pick. But I, but I always liked Gail Mathias. Yeah. So anyway, okay. fun last round, I think. Okay, Sammy, over to you. You have Tim Robinson, Michaela Watkins, Robert Downey Jr., Paul Burton, and Robert Smigel. Who's your last pick? Yeah. So I'm thinking for my last pick. Um, I'm going to go with somebody who um, was actually around during the first five years of the show, but um, was actually not credited as a cast member for whatever reason. I know there's there's got to be a story there. Um, but I'm going with Yvonne Hudson for my last pick. Um, someone who was credited as a cast member in season six and, you know, obviously wasn't given a ton to do. But I, I look back at season five and, you know, there are so many sketches where, you know, there, there's not a, a black female ca cast member on the cast and they're having Garrett Morrison drag. And this is something we see later on, even, you know, 30 plus years later with Keenan on SNL to the point where he kind of was like, you know, uh, you guys need to hire, you know, a, a black female cast member. So, you know, again, this stems back to the, you know, the, 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 the beginning of the show where, you know, there wasn't a blueprint, kind of what John was saying um, with his uh, pick earlier. Um, and yeah, I would have loved to see kind of more, um, from her. There's a sketch in particular that I do want to shout out, which is a really weird sketch from season five, I believe called bad clams with Buck Henry, um, which I think is like so bizarre and so weird. And I thought it was really funny and she has a great job in that sketch. Um, so that is why I'm going with Yvonne Hudson for my last pick. Yeah, Yvonne Hudson was somebody who I believe was a receptionist at the show and then ends up becoming a featured player and is brought actually brought back in season six at a certain point. And uh, we've been looking for her forever. So if you're out there, let us know. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, Yvonne Hudson, this is like the big SNL community mystery here. But I think this is a fun pick. I mean, obviously, um, you know, in another you know, time uh, would have just like, again, I really think would have been dominant on the show. So it uh, would have been so fascinating to see what she could have done uh, in a different circumstance. Anthony, what do you think about Sammy's pick here? Do you know much about Yvonne Hudson? Um, I don't know a lot about her, except for the fact that she is the uh, first black woman that was ever brought in for the cast. Um, but for that reason, I'm like, fun pick, because similar to what you mentioned earlier, when there isn't a blueprint, you don't necessarily know how to activate different folks when you don't necessarily think that there's an audience for a specific kind of humor. Uh, people fall by the wayside. Um, so history has taught us anything is that uh, right place, right time. She definitely could have had the career that she deserved with some longevity behind it. Uh, so no, super fun pick by Sammy there. Yeah, great job, Sammy. Okay, Anthony, you have Martin Short, Joan Cusack, Chris Elliott, Siobhan Fallon, and Christine Ebersole. So who is your final pick? 
You know, I'm trying to move as organically as I can based off what's currently on the board and what I'm putting together with this squad. Um, and I think one fun thing that we have seen, uh, not so much from SNL, uh, though we have seen it with like, you know, just like musical guests and like, you know, the musical opportunities on the show. Um, but we're seeing a lot more in late night is uh, when the band leader has the opportunity to kind of bring some of their own humor and their own fun to the role. And I think that Paul Schaefer would be really, really fun of given the opportunity to uh, kind of intermingle what he was doing with the band, but also like, you know, actually appearing on the show as well. Um, and with somebody like Christine Ebersole, who obviously has the vocal chops to do some real fun stuff that he might have up his sleeve, I uh, think that this could be a really fun way to round out this squad that I put together. Yeah, this is really fun. I mean, we got to talk to Paul Schaefer earlier this year on the podcast as well, a little bit about his time at the show. He would come back and he would host the show uh, at some point uh, when he, I think he, when he started working with Letterman. But yeah, just like a dynamic personality. You got to see him when he was on Letterman, just like interacting with Dave a lot like that. And, uh, you know, was so big a part of the show those first few years. So dynamic performer who uh, could, in another life, had had a really fun career as a cast member on the show. So, Haskell, what do you think about Anthony's pick here with Paul Schaefer? Yeah, it's a good pick. And like we said, there are reasons of all types as to why a lot of these people didn't last on the show, right? So I don't think you're taking Paul Schaefer and just, like, making him a, like, okay, you're part of the cast, and we're going to use you in sketches. But for specific things, again, musical sketches, um, being able to just be a personality, then you have somebody who could have done really well on the show. All right. So Kirsten, it's going to be your pick next, which will be the final pick of the draft. Before you go, though, I think it would be important to announce to the listeners, anybody who is eligible to be drafted here, because you have the pick of the litter. So the these are all the people who you could pick as our final pick of the draft. And that includes George Coe, Don Novello, otherwise known as Father Guido Sardici, uh, Peter Aykroyd, Tom Schiller, Alan Zweibel, Denny Dillon, Matthew Lawrence, and Risley, Patrick Weathers, Brian Doyle Murray, Emily Prager, Tony Rosado, Brad Hall, Pamela Stevenson, Anthony Michael Hall, Randy Quaid, Terry Sweeney, Dan Vitale, Beth Cahill, Jay Moore, Laura Keitlinger, Morwenna Banks, Fred Wolf, John Milheiser, Brooks Whelan, Luke Knoll, and Lauren Holt. So who will round out your team of Michael McKeon, Laurie Metcalf, Christopher Guest, John Rudnitsky, and Jim Downey? Uh, I had been feeling relaxed because no one had chosen this person and you just stressed me out again with that long list because there are great people still on that list. Um, but ultimately, one of the themes that I've heard in all of this is representation and the idea of being and having an opportunity in the right time, in the right era, with the right support. And uh, decades before Kate and Bowen and Punky were out on television, um, we had Terry Sweeney, who was one of the first openly gay male cast members on television at a time when that was pretty rare, um, was horrifically bullied by Chevy Chase, which is why he gets a big old thumbs down in my book, but was supported by Lauren and the network and, you know, ended up putting on every dress for every kind of flamboyant character there was but guess what nailed it and probably does the best Joan Rivers impression that I've seen uh and so for that reason uh Terry Sweeney will round out my team because there was talent there um there is bravery there's a commitment to character and professionalism and if only Terry could have been on the cast now um to both delight us with those great impressions but also 
show us what else is possible, not just because you happen to be a gay cast member. Yeah, I mean, let alone the fact that he was a writer during season six yeah. of the show prior to this, um, where I believe that's where he met his husband. So, um, and they are uh, like a wonderful couple and um, hoping to we get to talk to them sometime soon soon as well on the show and it, this is just a really solid pick here i think that terry sweeney uh you know again could have had a, just a really great career on the show they you know uh, gay performers were so typecast in the history of saturday night live up until a certain point where now like uh you know that, that this, this wouldn't happen now and that's so great and uh you know for me this is just a very uh, solid pick here to round out the draft haynes would love to know your thoughts on terry sweeney going to kirsten as our final pick in this draft yeah great great pick I, i'm i'm Kind of my heart's a little bit warmed that he made it onto the board uh, before the end. I think he's just really, really uh, funny actor. Uh, the only thing I would comment on is I guess he could have, you know, technically been a little more supported by Lauren and NBC since he didn't last very long. Um, but uh, but I thought but I thought he but I, I like Terry Sweeney a lot. Um, I've loved him in everything I've seen him in, and uh, just it's it's a nice it's a nice pick to round out um, a day of a very fun draft for sure. All right, so the business that we have to do as we wrap up the draft is now each of you are going to have to pitch to the listeners why your picks were the best today. We're going to then take those picks, post them on social media a few days after the draft, a few days later so we don't spoil and people can listen to it. And then uh, you got to vote, listeners. you got to tell us who ended up having the best draft here. And that's really important, right? Because the winner of the draft will end up picking the order for a future draft. So the stakes are very, very high. Okay, Kirsten. Over to you to explain why your team is the best. By the way, I like that I'm one of the noobs and I'm just being handed the mic first. Well, no pressure. you're first. <laughs> All right. Uh, my incredible team, Michael McKeon, Jim Downey, Lori Metcalf, Christopher Guest, John Rudnitsky, and Terry Sweeney, represent a, an incredibly dynamic and impressive body of work. We've got some legends on the team who absolutely deserve a vote out of respect for what they've done. They live and die by this industry. And then I've got a couple people on there who just happen to be there at the wrong time. And unfortunately, weren't able to, you know, build that body of work as much of the as the others have, but um, deserve all of the kind of love and attention and voting. Um, I think I've got a good mix of some ages here. I wish I had more females, but that's a whole other soapbox when it comes to the history of television, not just SNL. Um, we're work everyone's working on it. Um, and I, I think uh, we've got people here who just, you know, who comedy is in their absolute blood. And I'm sure we could all say that. Um, but people who only know this industry could not be in any other industry. And that is what makes them so exciting to watch and to have witnessed on the show for as short a time as they were on it. I didn't want to interrupt you, but just the hilarious irony of like, we need more women who were cut from Saturday Night Live to be I able know. to pick her. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great job, Kirsten. And uh, even though you were a noob to the draft, I think you did a great job here. So uh, great job. Uh, Anthony, over to you for your pitch to the listeners. You know, um, I think that when you look at the individuals that I chose, Martin Short, Joan Cusack, Chris Elliott, Siobhan Fallon, Christine Ebersole, Paul Schaefer, every single one of them went on to have illustrious careers beyond SNL. If we were to put this group of individuals together for an episode right now, we would make so much money. That'd be one of the biggest fundraisers in the history of comedy. 
Um, and I think that this is just like a who's who of people that kind of fit their lanes, whether it be leading person, whether this be character person, whether this be musical. Um, we're kind of fitting all of the different demos here. Uh, I would watch this episode in a heartbeat. I would love to see a full season of what these cast could put together. Uh, vote for me. I promise we will do you right. Four more years, all that good stuff. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Okay, Sammy, uh, your turn to tell the listeners why your team is the best. Well, I'm looking at my team and I'm just I'm just very happy. I get joy when I look at my team that consists of Tim Robinson, Michaela Watkins, Robert Downey Jr., Paul Britton, Robert Smigel, and Yvonne Hudson. This team has a wide spectrum of people who have hit the highest heights you possibly can in the entertainment industry with Robert Downey Jr., a huge movie star who was so young when he joined the cast and I think with more time to grow could have been a great sketch comedian if he wanted to. Tim Robinson, who is currently killing it, and you can argue has the funniest sketch comedy show on TV at the moment, and is um, just to kind of see him take that flavor of humor and do it on SNL for a couple of seasons would have been exciting to see. Michaela Watkins is somebody who I love to see pop up in everything that we see her in, and to see her kind of be able to be that kind of glue figure um, for um, uh, you know her cast would have been exciting. Paul Britton, who we don't see really much anywhere um, these days, who um, I really enjoyed his work on the show. Robert Smigel, who has such a strong comedic voice, who you know pops up in so many different Adam Sandler movies, but to see him pop up in more sketches would have been a lot of fun. And then Yvonne Hudson, the first black female cast member, being able to give her the opportunity in a different time to kind of see what she would be able to do, um, I think makes it for a really well-rounded cast that I have uh, picked today. Definitely. Great job, Sammy. Okay, Bill, you picked the order of the draft today. So tell us why the team that you ended up with is the best. I, I think I picked the right spot for myself, despite losing uh, a couple of picks that I wanted to go with, but I, I still ended up with the best team. I've got Chevy Chase, the original superstar of SNL, uh, Casey Wilson, who went on to such tremendous work uh, and happy endings and so many other things. David Koechner, same you know, went on to so many wonderful things and worked with so many other SNL uh, cast members afterwards. Janine Garofalo, who uh, had the unfortunateness of being on one of the worst seasons in the history of the show, uh, what she could have done on other times. And uh, of course, Charles Rocket and Rich Holtz rounded out uh, two of the most underrated cast members in the history as well. So vote for me. Haskell, over to you for your explanation as to why your team is the best. All right, let's do this. I got Ben Stiller, Jenny Slate, Mike O'Brien, Rob Riggle, Dean Edwards, and Gail Mathias. I'm sick of losing these things, so I'm bringing out the big guns. It's 4th of July weekend. If you don't vote for me, you hate America. All right? No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like uh, the people that I picked, I got, you know, uh, impressions. I have people that do character work. I have true uh, sketch actors. Uh, I just feel like I have a really well-rounded group of people that could both be role players on the show and a few people who could really break out and be anchors of the show. So, uh, all right, let's do this one. All right, vote for me. Let's get this one done. Let's get Haskell a W. Okay, Haynes, your turn for explaining why your team is the best. 
while I was practicing this little monologue of uh, defending my team in my head, Haskell just immediately started saying the literal words in the same order that I was going to say. So listen, you've got, listen, I think there's a lot. You were also going to say you hate America if you don't vote for me. (laughs) Something like that. Um, So I I think, I think we can all agree a well-rounded cast, you know, has, you've got to have impressionists. You've got to have character actors with a lot of range. You've got to have a straight man. You've got to have glue characters. um, And then you've got to have someone who pushes boundaries. Um, So, you know, Harry Shearer, super talented impressionist and voice actor. Damon Wayans, incredible range, great character actor who can still be a wild card. He's got so many abilities, um, you know, physical comedy, insane uh, facial expressions. Jerry Miner, a great straight man. Nancy Walls, you know, uh, I think could be a very funny, good glue type character. Noel Wells, another good impressionist who didn't get enough time on the show. And Michael O'Donohue, the edgy weirdo um, that pushes those boundaries and set the tone for the fearlessness of that first season of SNL. Totally agree with you. Uh, I'll tell you now why I think my team is the best, because it is. I mean, listen to this. Sarah Silverman kicking things off, then Billy Crystal, then Jim Belushi, Aristotle Atari, Gilbert Godfrey, and Denitra Vance. I mean, these are all performers that could lead sketches. If you're, you know, if you're watching a show, you want some variety there. So you're going to turn on SNL. Imagine starting things off with a Sarah Silverman sketch and then a Billy Crystal sketch. Oh, wait, there's Gilbert Godfrey and Aristotle Atari doing character work. Like, there is so much here to work with. I'm surprised that these people landed to me, but they did. And just to think about the star power that comes with names in terms of outside of the show between Sarah Silverman, Billy Crystal and Jim Belushi and Gilbert Godfrey. I mean, uh, this is the team to vote for. So uh, grateful to get to do this with all of you. And thank you for letting me get all of these picks. <laughs> all right. Uh, what a fun draft we had here today. So fun to be with you on this holiday weekend. All of our listeners, I hope you enjoy this one. You got to let us know in the comments what you think of this, uh, you know, right in the live chat if these picks were good or not, because it's really fun to follow along as we watch uh, the draft go on and develop. But I uh, have to thank all of our friends over here who are on the show with me who gave us their time today because it's so great to catch up with them in the middle of the summer between SNL seasons and talk a little bit of SNL with them. Kirsten, is there anything that you would like to plug for the listeners? Thanks for joining us today. You are very welcome. This has been so much fun. There were no sports references. Uh, I think they were subtle. (laughs) See, that's why I didn't get them. Uh, Once again, thank you. Uh, We have a, a quarterly Uh, intergenerational storytelling event in the Toronto area. Our next show is July 18th, generationwomen.ca. Thank you, Anthony Conway. You crushed it today. So thank you for joining us. Always great to catch up with you. Where can listeners check out everything you got going on? Uh, Check me out at Air Conway on IG. That's where I'm posting everything that I've been up to, man. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Of course. Uh, Sammy Kay, the regular host of our Superfan Takeovers. Please tell the listeners where they could check out what you have happening. John, thank, thank you for always uh, you know, taking the hosting chair because I am way too stressed during these drafts to have to manage my picks and also host. So I you know, happily um, let you take that. You guys can find me at that Sammy Kay on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And definitely go back to the backlog of draft episodes and super fan takeover episodes. Um, it's just amazing how many shows we've been able to produce over the last couple of years. So please check those out. Bill Kenny, great job today. So much fun talking shop with you. Where can listeners check you out? Thanks for having me, John. Always, always fun to do these drafts. Um, great to hear other people's perspectives on the history of the show. Uh, you can follow me at BKLove73. 
Haskell, I know you got a lot going on with all of your comedy. So please tell the listeners where they can find you out on the road. Yeah, uh, Andrew E. Haskell on Twitter and Instagram. But instead of plugging any shows I have coming up, I would be remiss if I did not take my time today to say a very sincere congratulations to John. Some really big personal news. Uh, I will let him share if he feels like it. But I just want to say, John, from all of us uh, super fans, uh, very heartfelt congratulations. Uh, that's very nice. Yes, I did get engaged uh, very recently to my girlfriend of 10 years. So we had a very nice moment together. And thank you for all the listeners too who wrote to me on social media. That was very nice as well. So I uh, appreciate that, Haskell. Thank you. Haynes, uh, over to you. <laughs> We're going to listen to check out everything you got going on. I know the beard will keep on growing every time we see you. Yeah, and, and I'm glad we got to we got to celebrate um, your your big thing too here at the end of the episode. That's really nice. Um, honestly, you know where you can find me this summer, just like on fish tour, man. Like if you're on the American East Coast, you know, just like up and down anywhere, just find me on lot. Come up, say hey. That's where I'll be. Uh, yeah, that is awesome. All right. Well, uh, yeah, for me, like I said, uh, big personal news, uh, just excited to enjoy my summer, be with friends and family, and then get to talk to all of you every time we get to do a podcast during the summer, during this long off season, it's always a blessing. So, um, appreciate everybody checking out all of our recent content. We had some really fun interviews, including with SNL cast member, Heidi Gardner, as well recently with Connie Crawford from the anyone can host competition. If you didn't, if you missed that one and you're not really sure about it, we'll explain to you everything when you go watch and check it out. It was so much fun to get to talk to her. She appeared on the show and came this close to hosting it. So great to get to talk to her. Coming up next, we have a very fun point counterpoint. So if you ever listen to those episodes, that's the SNL debate show, those things get spicy. So that will be coming up. And then we have a really fun uh, patron countdown series also, uh, as well as some just for laughs coverage, a lot of things happening throughout the months of July and August as we slowly head towards the new season of the show. And you can find us at the SNL network, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify and leave us a review if you feel so inclined to do so. And uh, you can find me at John Schneider 24 as well. All right. For Kirsten, Anthony, Sammy, Bill, Haskell, Haynes, and myself, John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network, we will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one.